0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show. My name is Michael Dean, Mr. Know-it-all, himself in the building. Uh, joining me today, Mr. I guess I, I guess if I go by the word on the street, my arch nemesis. Uh, but, this, <laughs> but this is my brother. Uh, this is my brother Q Storm. Sir, how are you?
1: I'm your arch nemesis?
0: Uh, that's the word on the street, I guess.
1: Joker to your Batman. <laughs> I certainly uh, wasn't you? thinking there with... Would- Anyone was talking about you being my arch.
0: Oh well, I, I, well hey, you know every good villain I guess has a whole bunch of. You might maybe you're the Doctor Doom of of the uh, of our cinematic universe here.
1: Okay, oh, you're
0: you're Thanos.
1: Oh. I, I'm just saying I'm surprised anyone's <laughs> saying that you and I are the ones
2: that go. <laughs> our enemies uh, Pause. Anyway, if they came to the chat, whole of the ball game. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: You no, know, and and we want to welcome all of our new chat people too. We've seen people jumping in the chat. They listen to the show, and let me say now before we go, if you want to get more of this goodness uh, on a daily basis, and why wouldn't you? Definitely come to our Discord chat. Uh, link is in the show notes, and you can actually chop it up with us, or just uh, what do they call that? Lurk in the background and watch us go in on each other. Pause. Uh, but definitely check out our Discord chat. But anyway, back to Qstrom, sir. How are you?
1: I'm doing okay. Doing all right. Uh, not much to tell. I guess we're well, going to get into my business later. But okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, you brought your business to the forefront. You got a whole hour. I was thinking to say. No, nah, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh-uh. The, uh-huh. last thing I, the last thing I put on the chat was, don't, don't, don't nobody want to hear no more about that.
0: And then we see multiple people on social media asking for updates and all into it. So we're gonna give the people what they want. There we go. Hey.
1: <laughs> dance <laughs> clown dance cute. <laughs> okay,
3: I'm just saying you kind of the Kim Kardashian of the group. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa, so you 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 know you put your business out there and then be like, why everybody keep talking about me?
0: Wow.
1: Wow. I, I but unlike Kim Kardashian, I know when to stop. All
0: right, I'm gonna leave that alone.
1: No. Yes. I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, there, there's a hey, hey, there is a lot of levels to that, but I don't want to get into them. <laughs>
0: I don't either. I don't think you want to. All right, let's keep it moving. Also, Mr. Ant sir, how are you? I'm doing good. This was a really good week. I have very few complaints. All right. All right. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer, how are you?
2: Well, I got one complaint about this week.
0: Man, yeah, voice change. I mean, usually, <laughs> hey, how are you? Gonna, I got one. <laughs> go, go ahead, sir.
2: Okay. Okay. We all know that sometimes relationships don't work out. That's a given. But I have this young, one client, we're i even going to get into it. One client says, man, I want out. Not a problem. We make it happen. Now his, oops, his ex has been contacting me every day this week. When when, when we sign it, when we sign it. Hold on. It ain't about you. It's about syncing up schedules. When we have the documentation, we'll be in touch. Don't call me again. Damn. All right. Right. I hate motherfuckers who, who I don't represent that call me with bullshit. There it is. I said it. Got it.
0: Got it. All right. Some lawyer talk. We're going to get into some lawyer in- stuff during this show. We'll get you your opinion, expertise, uh, experience. All right. Where should we begin? There's a, there's a few, few things that are, are new uh, we want to get into. Let's just start right off the top with uh, there's a new uh, docu-series or – teledrama i don't know what the proper word is but it's called when they see us uh this is about the central park uh i hate to i almost don't want to even use that term central park five but it was about that story that happened in the late 80s uh new york where it was a young woman was raped and it was five young african-american boys who uh went to jail over this and were charged and went through the system and everything and at the end of the day, many years later, come to find out they had nothing to do with it. They were totally innocent. And this is a four-part series or movie, limited series, by Ava DuVernay. And let me just say right off the bat, uh, my initial impressions after watching this, I stayed up and watched all four uh, episodes last night. Stayed up till four in the morning. Uh, excellent. Uh, riveting uh um, I was so in my feelings in certain parts uh that first hour is just going to work you I'm just like ah oh, man this is this upsetting me watching it but it was so good and then just as you sort of go through the whole thing and that last episode for me was a gut wrenching just like uh tour de the force of emotions and what this boy man uh, Corey Wise went through uh, and the guy who's acting in this particular episode he, you see him sort of throughout the other ones but this one he was really just him uh, St. Jaharl, Jarrell Jerome if I'm saying his name correctly some of the best acting I've seen this year period uh, this young man has to be on like that top list of the up and coming like you want some acting acting Get this dude, he nailed it, knocked it out of the park. Uh, I was blown away by this, it was really good. I can't remember if I've seen all of 13th, which I think was more of a documentary by Ava. Uh, and I never saw the uh, what was that movie that came out? It was like a kid's movie, with a book or something, Will of Time, or what was that? Oprah was in it, I think. A Wrinkle in Time, a Wrinkle in Time. I, I never did see that one. This here, though. Uh it was amazing. Uh the the way the, the the way that it's played out and we'll get into it, but the way that it is played out and the story is told was excellent. Her attention to details of like the different eras and the times uh that these parts are shot, uh the details to like the music and the culture and the background, I thought was just spot on the haircuts and everything. Like the, it starts first. It had my attention because the first thing that comes on when it first started, I'm your idol. you highest high, idol. You know, special Ed came in. I was like, oh, this is, it's '88, '89. I remember this like the back. Um, this was this is my era. And you just hear the little things, and you see the style and the fashion, and it didn't look corny. It looked like, yo, that's what we was rocking. I re- and then re- I remember when this happened and just to me to see all of that. And then when you see little splashes throughout the years, when people get out of prison or time has gone by and there's just little flashes of the culture in the background. I was like, Oh yeah. Took me right back to those times. Um, it was just, I th- I th- just the attention to the details I thought was just excellent. Uh, the way she had these actors, all of the actors whether it was the kids when they become young men the people playing the prosecutors all even the so-called bad guys in the movie i hated them but they killed their roles like i don't know how close they were to the real people visually some of them i do know now but brilliant you know there was a lot of great actors in this uh you know there's one in particular funny
3: actress in this which one felicity huffman playing the lead prosecutor
0: See, I'm not familiar with her, actually.
3: That's yeah. the one, <laughs> Huff, That's the one who uh, who was part of the uh, university scandal, which is so funny now. Okay. pled
2: guilty and will be getting sentenced in September?
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm not aware of her funny stuff, but she was dope as hell in this. I, was, I give her that. Um, but anyway, I'm just going to make mine quick. Uh, yeah, this was this was really good. Uh, it's a shame. That this type of stuff happened then, and I'm sure it must happen today. There's so many facets of this we'll get into. I mean, just as a parent watching this, I was disturbed at actions that were going on by some of the parents and the the fathers in this, but it was real. Um, I could see that type of stuff happening. Uh, Watching these kids go through these things and seeing in their eyes, like, Who's going to protect me? This is what I got. Just like they just seem scared and just wanting. You know, what will you do to get out of a situation? You'll damn do any. You'll do anything, even if it don't make no sense. And if you don't have the thought process to understand what you're doing and the actions, uh, it was just like ah. And and knowing that the police or whoever, they know the consequences. Like they, they know who they're dealing with. You know, they are extremely smart and and diabolical on what they're doing because they're trying to so called do their jobs by any means necessary. I just thought it was just a I don't know, just a sad state of affairs, man. And then to see the lifetime of shame and trying to get back into society. I, again imagine you have to come back into society, but you're a a sex offender, like the top of the line sex offender and a felon. How are you gonna get any type of anything? You always you know I mean, I was just I I didn't even think about that until they started going in. So I'm like, God damn. Dude, my man was like the probation dude was like, Okay, you gotta do this thing and report here, but he's like, This part here, this goes for the rest of your life. You're gonna have to do this every for the rest of your life. I'm like, Huh? Knowing that they didn't do it, I s I can't imagine why some of them didn't just say, You know what, you want me to be a nigga, I'm gonna be that I always get hot. But anyway this was great this is a must watch even because it makes some people uncomfortable that's why you're supposed to watch it to me uh, any sort of great art is gonna make you feel one way or the other and just as some movies are uh make you feel hoorah or yeah some movies that make you think or some music man i'm like oh that hit me you know what i'm saying It made me cry or it made me question or you might see yourself in some of these. I see myself in some of these characters. And not because I went through what they're doing. But the young man at the end when he was in the prison. and He's in the solitary. I thought it was a relative sort of a thing. Like Some of us are not trapped in a cell like that. But mentally being trapped in way he, what he was having to do to survive through that. I was like, man, you can kind of see a lot of parallels to some things I might be going through or whatever. Ah. So, and, I, and this is a young man going through this. So anyway, we'll get into it. But I want to get the fellas' opinions. Um, Aunt Pooh, what did you think of when they see us?
3: This was <clears throat> this was very hard and difficult for me to watch. There was a number of times where I actually just had to stop because I just couldn't watch what they were being put through. It's amazing how I can watch all the boys in the hoods, minister to the societies, and some of the other uh, fictional black stories that that go this this deep in it, but when it came to this story, knowing that it was true and that these were teenage boys, it, I, I just found myself stopping and saying i can't watch the rest of this I can't watch the rest of this but then of course, mr. Pastor Dean. <laughs> Puts up on Facebook have the same energy you have for Avengers and watched when they see I'm like God damn
0: Bl- the black nigga. shaming tactics.
3: Yeah, I was,
0: like, <laughs> I was like this nigga here, and then I
3: knew we was gonna talk about it today. And I also didn't want to have Mr. Q storm. Well, if you any kind of historian, you should be able to uh, push through the black pain. I'm like God damn these <laughs> niggas. <laughs> so I was like alright I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do this I'm gonna go ahead and do this I'm about uh, an hour left in episode 4 and it's just it's hard uh, I'm watching uh, what Corey Wise went through and he's just spoilers <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying spoilers <laughs> but uh, what he went through and, to get to solitary I'm just looking like god damn that is a 16 year old boy and the way that Jarrell is I'm a assume that's how you pronounce his name um is and you feel like this boy has special needs so it's even more disturbing to see how they did this boy uh, and we don't get into uh a lot of the minutiae of not only the story but the film but i'll just say uh i i owe. Ava DuVernay, an apology. She is an excellent director, and I'm sorry that I questioned her potentially doing Black Panther. I'm sorry that I didn't go give her first-day dollars for Selma. And uh, she did a great job putting this all together. Like you said, being able to nail the time periods that they were going in, being able to nail the raw emotion. Um, when it, you mentioned uh, Omar Little. I can't think of the, his name oh, in, in yeah. the film. Michael, Michael Williams,
2: Johnson right? Williams. Yeah, and shout out I to was him,
0: man. Ugh. But
3: you know, I, I look at this like these these men. You see that they're they they were done wrong by their fathers. You know, A couple of them didn't have their fathers with them, or at least they're depicted not having their fathers active in their life. And then um, Raymond Santana and uh, I can't think
2: of the, the, the other guys. Don like
3: Yeah. No, no, no. The the other the the other boy who played who Michael Williams played his father. You just feel like they had their daddies, and Mm. I feel like they failed them. And I just and when my son gets a little bit older, I'm going to show this to him uh, to really hammer home that you know this is what they will do to you to get their guy, and more so, this is what I'm not going to do. To make sure they don't get you as the guy. Because like you said, it does tug at their heartstream. And 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 it shouldn't take a film to make you say, I'm going to be a better father. But (laughs) especially when it's based on a true story. But watching this, I sit down and I think my boy is never going to be in this situation. God willing, because you can you can prepare them. You can put them in the you can put them in the right situations, but they can do stupid shit, and you just hope you instill it upon them to hopefully not be in the wrong place at the wrong time, which has served me well considering where I grew up from, and some of my actions haven't put me there, and I just got to do a shout out to Ava DuVernay, where they got you thinking about, you know, how are you how are you doing your parenting?
0: Yeah, and I. As I think about uh, Ava now, now that i now knowing, you know, I obviously already knew she was going to be doing that Prince documentary. I can't even imagine the level of oh, and how good that will be. <laughs> I, I, I say take your time, but it's in great hands. She is the shit to me. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm just I, I, I was blown away by this, but we'll get into it. I want to uh, big sexy man. What did you think of this?
2: There were so many things happening in this film. Um, I'm a little older than you guys, but I remember back in '88, '89, '90. You know, the term "wilding" was being thrown around pretty frequently. You know, that essentially meant groups of kids out fucking up. That's that's really what it meant. And then you have the one young man who sees his friend get. Arrested and the cop said, You want to go? He's all, Yeah, I'm going to go with my friend. When he said that, I'm thinking the same thing Anthony's thinking. Something is not quite right here. You know, he definitely looked to be special needs because I don't think he understood the gravity of what was going on around him until they said guilty. Now, on the other side of this hexagon, we've got some lazy fucking cops. And Q has said, and I agree with him, cops are just not being trained properly. These guys followed their instructions of their Gestapo DA, played by Miss Felicity Huffman, again, who in a weird twist of life-imitating art will be going to jail herself (laughs) in September. But she locked in on these kids... And said, I put this in the chat, actually, I'm going to you know fuck up the quotes, but grab every black kid you see, pretty much. And they went out, like stormtroopers, start picking up you know these kids. Were you here? No, get in the car. You know, and then the evidence wasn't even remotely close. You know, they have semen samples, none of it's from the kids, and yet they got a conviction? That's some bullshit. That's bullshit. Some of the other DAs in there, I believe, uh, in the early portion, Mona's played by my girl, Famke Jansen. How you doing, girl? All right. But she told her, she told uh, Felicity, look, you need to let this go. Didn't do it. The other DA is like, look, let this go. And then it turns out down the line, uh, I wish I knew the DA's name, but the one played by Felicity Huffman was out writing books. Oh, we're going to get into it. Getting, you know, eating real well off of this bullshit that she concocted. This is on her. The cops are doing what she told them to do. So they're, they're, they're equally culpable, but at the end of the day, this is on that shitty DA. Now, as far as the, the, all the guys who got railroaded and wrongfully convicted, there were, like, like Mike said, there's so many things going on. <clears throat> you feel so bad for uh, Jarrell. I mean, he was, he was Carrie, right? Corey, right?
0: Yeah. Corey, Corey, Corey wise.
2: And I'm, I'm glad that the way Ava portrayed all of it wasn't heavy handed. Wasn't overly, you know, melodramatic. She's like, she laid it out and said, look, this is what this kid went through. And then when the guy makes the confe- confession, I came out of nowhere, you know, cause Earlier in the, we're spoiling it, fucking. Earlier in the film, the guy who actually did these rapes had an interaction with with Corey, and you don't think much about it. And then later on, you know, it comes out that this guy did it. And then they go to the DA, and they're like, look, and they're like, look, we got the guy. No, 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 no. He didn't do it. It was either, he was with these other five kids. Look. We all fuck up. This DA should have owned her fuck up. Period. She didn't do that, so fuck her and her entire lineage. Um,
3: yes. I heard I heard that in a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes. old generation. That's what he said. I said that too.
3: Can I? Can and, I offer? A, oh, I'm
2: sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I'll just jump on this last piece. Um, Raymond Santana. Man, that I felt for him too. I felt for, for all of them. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, But he gets out, he comes home. I'm going to tread real lightly here. <laughs> you know, Dad marries the new woman. And wasn't that the one from Orange is the new black? Yes, it is. Yeah,
0: and I let me say that. Let me get it. we about lizard brain. Uh, I think cause that Afro nerd would say. Uh, I I see you, Dad. I see what, I see what I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> when there was a, when she was in the kitchen, I was like, I was like <laughs> "Lord!" <laughs> I said, "He like, got a young, a young one, huh?" But so messy, it, you
2: know. He uh, com- he comes home and the house ridiculous. is just full of people, full of other
0: fam- families. There, it just
2: it's crazy. It was just wrong, you know. And and Jalo Gazamo put in some work too, like you said, like oh, yeah. all the actors put in that work. And Legazamo's trying to just. Maintain it. And say, look, that's my wife, but you are my son. You got to, you know, you got to stay with me. His PO is like, you got to be in the house at seven o'clock, not on the stoop, not around the corner, in the house. And it was just, they put these men in a cage, both physically and mentally. And it was just horrible, horrible for something they didn't do. That's the the worst part. They didn't do this.
0: Yeah, well, I'm gonna go back to that DA. And then we'll go on to the To the to, the, to, the, to this young men here What's that lady's Oh I'm sorry Q Did you get a chance to watch any of this? I'm sorry
3: Wait wait I wanted I to I wanted to respond to something That Mark said He said that the cops were dumb At taking marching orders I, I don't think yeah, they
0: were
3: Yeah exactly I want to say no They They wanted They Built the evidence around The narrative That they wanted to make sure They did it And he mentioned that uh, Linda You know she needs to own her fuck up And I'm like I don't think she thinks she fucked up. She knew what she was doing.
2: Exactly, which makes her crazy.
0: What's her name? What's the lady's name again?
2: Linda Hitler.
3: Yeah, I said it. (laughs) Linda Fairstein.
0: Linda Fairstein. Uh, I'm sorry,
3: Fairstein.
0: And they're going in on her Twitter as they should. She is a, I guess she is a somewhat well-known or she's had a great career as being an author of like crime novels. Oh, yeah.
2: She's pimping it.
0: And I see, I even see, I guess this stuff dates from last year, but some of these literary, literally, I can't even talk no more, as as if I ever could, uh, <laughs> literary or, organizations are counseling her now, or like not giving her awards or, or kicking her out of these programs, now realizing who she was or what she used to do. Now, we got to go there a little bit, because Ampul, you was bringing up something about her in the Clintons? Yes, indeed. I was, a. Uh... Because
3: as we mentioned, I, I'm not throwing shots at anyone, as we mentioned during uh, Leaving Neverland, as, I'm sorry, as Michael Dean said, they're doing this documentary to stoke your emotions towards one train of line of thought. So unfortunately, yeah, we got to keep the same energy for this. And I'm like, OK, I'm watching this. Um, dramatized narrative of this story, let me go get some more information. Let me go see what the stories, were, the papers were saying. Let me go see what the people were saying. I'm watching documentary. I'm seeing news pieces on this. I'm seeing articles. I'm reading uh, excerpts from books that hopefully are factual. And one of the things that I saw was Linda Fairstein was on the short list in 1993 of who's President, presidential administration to be attorney general? That's right, Bill Clinton. So while Hillary was out there talking about these super predators, Bill Clinton was, go- was looking at one of the most celebrity uh, prosecutors who put away a group of alleged super predators to be the uh, government's
0: top cop. Mm. Man, a- after watching this movie... And I'm going to assume this is a true story. That lady's sick, man. Like, that would have been sickening if she had got that job. Because she knowingly knew the evidence wasn't there. That these, it was, even they were going over the whole timetable and where they were located. And, and they saw the, oh, there's no way they could have been over. Well, we're going to make it. So there was, a, I mean, <laughs> like telling, arguing with the other DAs and cops. No, we're going to make it happen. We're going to put the timeline together never mind that like literally getting these kids back on get them in the room and force feed them the story and have them recite it back to you so that they can admit to this and put themselves where they needed to be for these crimes that to me that was just outrageous like i don't even see how anyone could not see just by listening to those tapes that them kids didn't know what the fuck they they were like you know when somebody's telling you something and they're like kinda of looking at you to I got it right, right? Like Um we were uh at the at the park? Uh, yeah, at the park and uh like they had my man Corey on tape. What did he say? This this was my this was my first rape rape experience. Uh in, in my last. Uh, I think I'm done with it. Like who would ever even a nutcase, like can just admit to like yeah the, I did the rape and then be like can I go home now? You said if I do the rape I can go home And she's a part of that So imagine if she would have been I just That seems wild to me That's why I, I want to see The aftermath of what's about to happen with her Cause I hate to be saying They should be canceling people But she should be Fucking canceled man She should This is exposed Hashtag exposed It's gotta go down Going, I want to go back And give Q a chance Q did you get a chance To see this yet?
1: No, I haven't, so, but I do have some, some thoughts on it. Go ahead. Uh, just, just anecdotal stuff. <clears throat> I remember, like it was yesterday, uh, working at CNN in Atlanta, my first real job out of college, when this story broke, and I remember sitting in the back room getting the scripts ready for the producer for the show, and this story broke, and we were all sitting there looking in horror – and I remember this this woman, I remember she was a Spelman grad. <laughs> I don't know why that sticks out. I remember her exact words were, they need to throw those, I forget what word she used, they need to throw those whatever's under the jail. I'll never forget that to this day. And um, that's always left an impression on me. It's just amazing. And the one thing about this whole case, so I'm speaking about the case, not the show itself, is that Once it became clear that these kids were innocent, that was one of the first things. I know this is going to sound naive. That was one of the first things that spoke to me about or solidified for me that justice is not justice. That, you know, I I grew up thinking, being taught that, you know, fair trial, justice is equal, all this bullshit. And as I got to become more of an adult and started to become more aware, I realized, no, it's a, more about what can you prove, how can you manipulate, and it's not all, and these people are not doing this necessarily out of the goodness of their hearts because they want to see justice meted out appropriately. It's just, it's, it's, it's nothing more than a career. I'll never forget learning about this and thinking, oh, so-and-so prosecutor or whatever, they was just trying to cover up their fuck-up. That's why this person or that person went to jail. It's not about wanting to do the right thing. I just remember that just took a little piece out of my soul when I, when I found out, a, when it first was revealed that they were innocent. So that's all I had to say.
0: There's actually I, a scene in the movie uh, where that, uh, is it, the, it wasn't the Linda lady, it was, not, what was the other actual lawyer person. They, she has that kind of a conversation with the, one of the, the men who was uh, the lawyer for the kids. Because he's like, "I thought we were supposed to be doing about justice." And she's like, "This ain't about no justice." Yeah. And she's like, "This is. I'm trying to come up like this. We, I'm trying to win. What, fuck all that." So they they know exactly what you're right. That's exactly what they're now. I'm curious, big sexy. You being you, you're a lawyer and
1: working with the. I used to work with the DA. Or can I just say one other thing, Mike? Before you handle, I just sure. ten seconds, please. I'm going to say something. It might be controversial. I don't know if it will be or not. I remember ah, don't, I remember being proud, and I put it on online, and I'm still not going to feel hate for the guy because he, when I met him personally, he was the nicest guy to me personally. But, I, you know, I think about Johnny Cochran and the OJ trial. It wasn't about justice. It was about just getting this dude off. Pause.
2: Hold it. <coughs> mm, Hold it. I don't
0: know where you're going with Hold that it. one.
1: <laughs> it's what I'm saying. It's about
2: <sighs> wait. 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 Why would you feel hatred towards Johnny Cochran? Say what? Why would you feel hatred towards Johnny Cochran?
1: Well, first of all, I said I don't know if I'm going to say I feel hatred, but I feel it's kind of way.
2: Well, what kind of way? I think he got a murderer off. Uh huh. First of all, one Johnny Cochran, like any defense lawyer has one obligation to make sure that his client is either convicted or acquitted by all of the evidence presented. He does not present evidence. He does not gather evidence. His job is to make sure that those who do, do their job. The cops here did not do their job. Johnny did not get OJ off. The cops and Chris Darden, I'm looking at you, fucked it up. So be, and- let's be clear on that.
3: And what I did, what I would say after, you know, watching episode two where they're going through the trial and trying to make their uh, case. And I understand this is dramatized, but I did my research afterwards and was finding out information about the evidence being presented and the, uh, the, uh, the case that they presented to the jury. And I sat there and I just thought to myself, like, and niggas really want to look at me sideways because I said OJ didn't do it? Because I think that the police... Uh, uh, presented the evidence, or presented, found a way to prove him guilty. When I see this is when I see the evidence that they presented and how they uh, bullshitted around with forensic evidence, with uh, DNA evidence, how they try to uh, hide or try to exclude um, and say don't pay attention to the fact that we got that we collected semen and none of these kids DNA matches it. So that's why that's why I don't want I don't want no. I've been at every year no, no black person. Look at me, fucking sideways, and I'm getting heated about this because this shit is pissing me off. Because thinking, thinking back to this. look at me, fucking sideways for saying I don't think OJ did that shit. I think those cops fucked around and tried to frame, not not frame them. Yeah, well, yeah, frame them. They fit a narrative to pr- try to prove he did it.
2: I disagree slightly. I think he fucking did it. But I also agree with what you said about how the cops tried to make everything (laughs) fit that he, you know, to fit their narrative. That's where they fucked up. But do I think he did it? it? Yeah, I think he fucking did it. But these cops all throughout the whole deal, we gotta cover this up. Well, this guy fucked up so we gotta cover that up. Now we gotta make this fit that so this fits this. Nah, man, it was sloppy all the way around.
1: Well, my only point, I don't wanna get off on a jag about OJ. I was just making the point that the emotions are the same. That's the only thing I was trying to say. I think OJ did it too. But the only point is that I felt a little way. I I mean, I felt the same way you guys felt watching this docu-series. I'm going to watch it. I'm assuming I'm going to feel the same way you do. But I can also commiserate with your feelings now based on when the story actually happened and the same feelings there about is justice justice, it's how That's the only reason I brought up O.J. and what's in uh, Johnny Cochran. Right. Justice is not always justice.
0: Well, I think, the, you know, I think the thing and going back to kind of what uh, Big Sexy was saying, you know, a defense attorney. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. A defense attorney's job isn't necessarily to get justice. I mean, they're not the police and they're not, you know, what I mean, their job is to save their client however that needs to be the justice is for the law enforcement to be doing the justice when the just when the person who is is the justice of the law is doing shady shit then yeah there ain't no justice being served a person there somebody is going to be the defense attorney for the murderer whether or not he murdered a person or not that's that's the way the system is set up right he's going to have somebody that's fighting for him that's justice i mean that is the system
3: well, you so, hope he has someone.
0: To say, but it's just right. funny hearing this. Right. But I'm, but I'm saying it's just the same way we, we talked about Chris Durden and I was going in. But at the end of the day, that dude who shot Nipsey Hussle is going to court. That That's the way the system is set up. So somebody has to be his defense attorney, whether or not it's not for and it's not that person's job to sit there and say, uh, you know, to push for the law. It's the law. And the justice to push for it. And hopefully they present things in an honest manner that they can get their justice. In the case of this situation here, they weren't being honest. They knew they didn't have the right people, but they wanted to make this thing stick by any means necessary. And I think there was some obviously there was some racism involved. Let's go get all there was a part of the thing she said. We're gonna get those black thugs off the street, get every black thug you can get. We're gonna get the people who did this. And they literally just walking down the street, picking up people. What's your name? You got ID? And, and the cold part about it, I, I kind of want to bring it back to these kids. This is really about them. You know, the cold part about it was when they show that part where Corey, they come out of a store and they see the police over there talking to people. They like, say, oh, yo, man, let's go walk this way. And the cop's like, hey, 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 you, you over there. What's your name? Such and such. I'm sorry, was it Khalil? The young man's name? Uh, they had the brothers. Yeah, you're you're on the list. You got to go. Now Corey was just his buddy. They yeah, yeah and, It was Antron McCrary. A- yeah. Antron, I'm sorry. Here's yeah. the cold part about it, and it was mentioned earlier. But I just want to hammer this home. The police wasn't looking for Corey, and they was only because they out there rounding up black kids. I was like, hey, you want to go downtown with your buddy too? Now, we know what that means. The police asking you, do you want to come downtown? Huh? Hell. Now, he sees his boy standing there. And he looks at his best friend or his friend. And the look his friend kind of gave him like, man, kind of like, don't leave me. Or, man, what's going on? And I have to commend Corey. Like, dude was a solid cat. You know, even if it was to his detriment. Yeah, I'll go with him. Because I don't want, you know, his mom, I can't leave him out here by himself. And so they drag him down there. He's sitting at the station. They ain't even questioning him. They going in on everybody else using all the tactics and lies to get them to say whatever they want to say. And when they realize that, that their narrative is not working, these ain't really probably the kids. One of the little DA people is like, well, you got that one guy over there. Maybe you can get him to tie the whole thing together. Give him a give him a narrative that will put everybody in place. And oh boy, you know, they, you know, we were saying he might be special needs. I don't know. He seemed a little slow, and he's scared. He is a child, and the police in there. And what they did? Grab him in the room and start whooping his ass. You are gonna tell him? The way. Then they bring in the good cop. Oh man, you okay? Just tell us. And then the cold part, yeah, and he don't have no parents there, nothing, and he's just like, okay, I, I did, it, did, it, did it, this, and that, and the third. And the part that was cold to me, he the one that goes to prison the longest and goes to straight to Rikers In the hardcore prison with grown ass men, and you know the. I, I, <laughs> I commend this dude for being straight up with Ava and telling his story because a lot of dudes wouldn't was not going to tell, would not go into those details. And I'm just keeping 100. I'm assuming they raped old boy. Like when, yep. when he first go in there and he's, you know, walking in, he's in there and he's getting acclimated and, he's, and they like looking at him and it's just all these predators around him. Now I would imagine they probably see, oh, this is the dude that's the rapist. Cause he's famous, and they tore his shit apart, and the guard let it happen. Guard was like, Kay. "Tell me what you, tell me what can you do for me." <laughs> and I was tripping at first. I said, like, "What did you say?" <laughs> Even I gotta like, use
3: that line one time. He was uh, like, "Huh?" Me to say.
0: He was like, "Huh?" Yeah, tell me what you can do for me. I was like, oh, okay. I, didn't, I didn't, I was just puzzled as old boy was. But when you see them wolves was the side-eyeing them, I was like, oh man, they about to get him. And sure enough, yeah. cop was like, uh, the guards, like, right, everybody out. Everybody but you. And them booty bandits, and thugs. And I'm saying this because it shit, it was real, tore his ass up. Repeated To the point it where it's like, is- the only way you're gonna get out of this. You need to request solitary because they own you. Yes. Go ahead. What? We want to take you.
1: Was this, because um, I haven't seen it. This is on HBO or Netflix. Which one?
0: It's on Netflix.
1: Okay. Is it based, is it from the, from the court documents or is this a, a, what do you call it? A dramatization.
0: This is from the people who lived it, told Ava the stories.
1: Directly. Okay. Cause I'm looking at this Now I've never heard of her name or you know, back then I wasn't into politics at all, but this Linda Fairstein mm-hmm. apparently this is not the only case she's had. where she engaged in questionable tactics?
0: No, it's not. And we're going to go back to her. We're going to stick on Corey for a minute. Um, but to watch his story and the stuff that he goes through that, that fourth episode, cause you don't really get to see after they have the court case, it shifts to all the other uh, kids and men and their story. It kind of jumps around in time a little bit. And you don't you hear them talk about Corey, but you never see him. And they even when some of them start to come home, say, man, where's Corey at? Yo, they got him locked away somewhere, man. Ain't nobody heard from him. And you can kind of see his mom trying to get with other mothers. Yo, can you have your son? Write him or something. Because that's all he got. They ain't trying to help. And he's just, you don't see him. You just hear about him. But you never get to see him. That fourth episode. You see why you didn't see him. And you see what he went through. The kid who had only was there because he wanted to hold his man down. He went through hell. I don't even see how. I can only imagine him as a man now. Like I can't imagine. What does that do to you? Going through what he went through. Being isolated like that, being—he moved around to various prisons. Being attacked, then there was parts when the when them uh them Aryan cats was on his ass. Oh, you raped right, a white woman? Yep. <laughs> Beating the shit out. You, it's on sight. When the cops, or not the cops, the prison guards. Oh, you here? You think you the shit, huh? All right. They see him about to tear him down again. Prison guard, he is help me. Look, he just looked at him. And, and Corey holding on to the bars like, help me. The guard prying his hands off the bars and then pull his stick out and get your fucking hand off them bars. nigga. And let them wolves have them. That shit was crazy. Seeing the psychological shit he was going through just sitting in that solitary butt naked, sweating, going crazy, having delusionary shit going on. Oh, that shit was crazy, man. I can't even imagine how that works. <laughs> it, was, it was wild to me. I thought it was so dope when he was having to... Oh, and correct me if I'm wrong. There was the whole little thing with his sister or brother. I thought that was a chick. Somebody please tell me that was actually a female playing that part. But I'm assuming in real life that was supposed to be a dude. I, I, you can't tell me that wasn't a girl. I was thrown off at first. I was like, huh? But you seeing what's going on in his family. You, you, I was like, man, what the hell? And shout out to, who was his mom's? Was, was that one lady? What's her name? Mash. He, salute she did it now I saw some parallels between Monique's character characterization a little bit in uh precious but but I thought she did her thing man uh uh, these aren't perfect people they're real people but it was the man like I said I watched this as a parent man she was ripping my heart out man when when uh Corey's mom came to see him after she done gave herself to the Lord right and then he was, he had already been through years of all this shit, but he this one he he lost it, in the visiting room, I was like, man, I don't know how much I could watch this man. This just, it's hurting me, man. I felt so bad for him, man. I was like, damn, and wasn't shit he could do about it. He was stuck. Man, he was stuck in that, and he made the decision to transfer to another prison, and that was a worse decision. I was like, ah, oh, man, you. You can't win, bro. So I can't even imagine. I, I really want to go back and see if some real documentaries on that dude. Like, I'm just curious. What is, what is his mind state, man? Cause I just, I, I, I it seemed like he came out. Okay. For, I mean, you know what I mean? Like he was I wonder, was he bitter? I don't know. I just seem like I wouldn't be mad if they was just angry, man. Like, and it shows you what these guys are going through as they come out of prison and stuff, and I think you spend the most time with uh, that Puerto Rican cat. I can't think of his name right now. Raymond Santana. Raymond. And I was, I was feeling fine I was like, man. I know you're going through it. It's different out here, and you're trying to find his way. And I was like, man, don't, don't do it. And you get in the streets. I can't imagine <laughs> how that felt having to go back to prison. Like, I was like ah, my nigga, damn. And that's why I was I was
3: thinking about uh, trash ass fathers because I was just thinking like his dad like I understand you married this woman that's your wife, but it felt like they they were portraying Raymond Senior really believed his son didn't do it, and I understand that's your wife, but I can't imagine I just cannot imagine marrying a woman who thinks my son is guilty. And is talking to him like that, calling him a rapist, and I'm gonna call your your CEO, right. uh, all that stuff. I'm just like, I'm just that's your wife, but that's your son. I feel like it's unfair to say this because the, the police were out to get that boy, but I feel like you kind of failed him too. And I think the last thing you should do, you ne- you should be giving your son who went through, I think it was six years for a rape he didn't do, you should be giving your son a safe space because he didn't went through hell and is going through hell on the outside now. And he has to come home and hear from your wife, the mother, the woman you marry,
0: treat him like trash. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it made me wonder, and I, maybe she had passed on, but the grandmother who I got the impression was more like the mother to him you know because originally when he went to jail she was there and then the dad you know again cats can be are uh, beyond some dumb shit you know dad was i got to go back to work you know just so our priorities be all so out of whack like your son is in jail sir like oh i got to get to work now now it's oh, okay man, you, you're tripping and then but I think once the grandmother's maybe she passed away or something I could see how his family probably broke apart like there wasn't that sort of uh, patriotic guidance and then the dad he just got with some young girl he's he, he trying to start a, he started another family but you're right man your son that's why I didn't understand how, how he just comes home walking down the street like he caught the train or something home like where was his people to pick him up? You know what I mean? That's when I was off the gate. I was like, something don't seem right. Like he was wrongfully con- convicted and now he about to get out and you just at home chilling and he got to walk. Walk back. I was like, where is this? And then when he came home, what even like it was? Where was the fa- rest of the family at? Or did they just all write him off? So he he had a lot against him, man. Like you know, it was it was it was wrong and then, even my man uh Omar Michael Williams character, man. Again, man, we got to see how that cat was acting. He was major. He was on some fuck shit. He was a fuck boy. He was a fuck boy fuck. Yeah. His son, son, real quick, his son is in this big court case. Where's dad at? Where he's not at? Oh, his mom. Oh, he he going through some things right now. Huh? Where's my daddy at? And then when he finally see him, oh, dad, you going to get in the car. You're not coming with us. Uh oh, son, I, I'm working on some stuff for us, for the family. I'm like, what could you possibly be? Your son is in court. He needs you. What? Your little funky ass parking job. Stop. It. <laughs> I was just like, man, brother, we get sometimes we could get on the wrong stuff, man. That's your son. You a superhero to him. He's, he's at the bottom. he, He's, he's scared for his life. This is the only time. There's no other time you should be riding for him. And then he finally gets his, you know, wakes up and goes to the court. But, you know, that was some real shit when the boy came home and he wanted nothing to do with him. And, his, and then, see, this, and I'm going to go to UQ. I have not forgot, but this is what my thought about this was. See, this is what can happen, man, if we don't hold our kids down and we don't be in their lives. See how the dad was all about his job and he's, I don't know if he was embarrassed. It showed that he was scared because the police dudes kind of threatened him in the questioning room. Oh, do you know, does your job know about your past? You know, he'd get to, oh, I, I've been good now. They don't, you know, he's kind of bucking in the eye. You know, he was on some coon shit, man. More scared about his own situation than... Then his family So he You tell them people What they want to hear now You know He's all on that Then Later in life He got medical Issues He left his wife His family He got medical issues So now When he needs them He comes back To the wife Right Her being a strong woman She want to took him in anyway Come on in boy I'll take care of you He can't work no more Really Now when the son Come home The son's like Oh, fuck, you know, fuck him man he wasn't there for us mom you don't need him I want nothing to do with them. now see I could see in that in the father's eye I know that hurt that hurt his heart like but that's what you did see this is what and I'm saying this as his parents we gotta make sure we take care of our children and show them that we care because they're gonna be a point in your life when you gonna need them to take care of you yeah exactly and, and just how <laughs> that young man rightfully was bitter about his dad was like, I'm not fucking his dad was trying to he was barely walking was, I'll make you something to eat <laughs> son was working out ignoring him I know that hurt that hurt me watching I was like damn man but he, that's but the son got every right to be mad and then when finally to the point where the dad about to fall and bust his head open cause he down there can't walk the son come and grab him later on in the movie and, and I was like at least he, he's gonna cry and, and there's some sort of wreck conciliation about it but it was almost too late because you know he he's on his deathbed almost I was like damn no one you don't never want to go out like that and that's sometimes we don't be thinking we're all healthy now and we're doing our thing we're not thinking about man I did I show enough attention or I, I was so concerned about my own little situations I wasn't thinking about them and now the shit flip you be you be mad why they don't want nothing to do with you and there's that's a lot of things going on in this movie to me I was just like man that's <sighs> so I'll just sit back learning just watching like, and this was real life I, was, I know that had to hurt each one of these kids had a situation of what was going on and uh, last thing I'm going to say I'm sorry Q just to go back to the, uh, the, the, the one boy who was the real little baby of the group uh, shout out to his sister and his mom's later in life it seemed like his family really just surrounded old boy with love i don't know where his dad was whatever but they was really holding him up and the part where his sister sort of admits to her you know mess up in the situation i thought that was really that was done very well man like when she told the story of of the brother who came in her job and and tried to holler at her and why she said no I was like man then when she's getting into it cuz I I messed up with you you know I'm 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 kind of the reason why you went to jail on a wet you know what I mean like I I felt that I was like damn man that was some real shit what she was saying and that she could admit to it with him and you know I respected that boy in real life that it seemed like he had a good heart enough to like he wasn't bitter toward his family about it you know, that that's one of the remarkable things about it. I don't know how true it is, but the fact that them kids, for the most <clears> part, didn't seem to be overly bitter and mad at everybody, I don't know how that, that to me spoke a lot about them. Because I know for me, that would have been hard. Like, you know, you want to go angry after dealing with that, but it seemed like the, when they got out, they had somewhat good spirits about them, which is just remarkable to me. Uh, Q, you was going to say
1: something. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just curious why, and I'm going to get on my conspiracy brother a little bit, and it might sound crazy, but I'm looking at this thing was about what was it, like four, four or five hours long? Something like that. All Over all the four episodes. Maybe longer. But um, I'm like, why didn't this get a film, uh uh theatrical release? And I'm like, I guess the first thing people might say, well, it was it was it was too long, so we thought it'd be better to put on streaming service And I'm thinking, if that's the case, I'm like, you know, it's just and I, I count myself in a if a Hollywood studio could release a three hour movie about Captain America and Iron Man and all that Fake bullshit. Why couldn't a movie like this, that I'm going by what you guys are saying, and I have no reason to not believe you, was a stunning piece of work? Why did it only get released on Netflix? I don't understand that.
3: Well, it could be Netflix paid the most money.
1: Okay, but what I'm saying is, if you release it, when you release it theatrically, somebody it's, running
0: water in the background? <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Oh, that might be my uh, fish tank. Oh, okay. Um, I guess, right, they both paid the mo- most money out of the stream service, but when you release a, a movie theatrically, you're just counting on good box office, and why wouldn't this have made good box office?
3: No, what I mean is, they might have pitched it to the different studios, and Netflix was the one that paid the most money to get
0: the rights to distribute it. Oh,
1: well that's ever. commentary in of itself
0: well i would say this uh, after watching it i don't this would have not have worked as a movie because there's no way you can show this as a movie and not cut half of it off like this went in depth with each character yeah and see, each one was a movie unto itself so how do you make four movies condense it down to one to me it would have been you wouldn't have gotten a level so, of detail
1: well see and this is the thing where i'm like why do we have to think inside the box I mean, I, I can think immediately uh, The Matrix when they put those two movies out within, what, a couple months of each other? Matrix 2 and 3 and then um, even Infinity War and Endgame. They came out within six months of each other.
0: And, and right. What did both of those franchises have in common that this movie doesn't?
1: I don't know. I, I don't. What, what?
0: Well, The Matrix had a lead in. It was one of the biggest movies at that time, right? Anticipation was high. So there was a marketplace for them to do that uh infinity war obviously had what 10 years plus of movie buildup that could do that this movie did not have that uh this is not a it's not an intellectual property that has uh a buy-in off the rip you know there's almost an unknown story to a lot of people Uh, you would have to use a you would have to probably use a more uh a schindler's list or a when, you know what I mean one of those types of movies to, uh, to, to uh, sort of uh, to, to be the, the same of that but you're not going to see a unknown movie where they're going to do a two part or I guess four part movie franchise for something like this where they know they're not going to get a whole bunch of money up, up front just, I just, I, you don't see that you've never seen it before
1: I just I don't understand Do you guys for an hour talk about how great this is it sounds great it is And yet, but now I don't don't understand why when I say why wouldn't this get a theatrical release while you give me all these reasons. Well, I gave
0: you reasons that are are legitimate reasons. But the main reason, as you gave the reason yourself, is that it's too long. Like you would have to nail it. You would have to edit it down. And I think you'd be missing a lot of the story if
1: you didn't go in depth like this did. I don't think you would need to edit. If you can do Lord of the Rings and one of those films gets an Oscar, I don't care how popular it is. I don't care about that. I don't care if it has a lead-in, right. whatever. It's a story that deserves to be shown to a wide audience. And if you can if do a lot of the Well, root, again,
0: how- I think this has a wider audience than you would see at a theater, right? Like, more people have Netflix than they do movie tickets.
1: Is that true? I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. How many well, subscribers? Uh, Netflix
3: has 100 million global <laughs> okay. subscribers. So, in theory, more people would be able to see this than would
0: pay to go see it in the theaters. Ah, uh,
1: Okay, I'm not going to argue with it. I don't understand why that's the thinking, but okay.
0: Good. So let's just stick about the movie. I'm Kind of getting off of something. That's, uh, what were some of the other strong parts, uh, Big Sexy in this to you? Just getting more into the story of the actual story.
2: Well, when you get into the story, you know, it's funny because a couple of weeks ago we were in the chat discussing the merits of the shield. And, and did you see that pilot episode yet?
3: Yes, I did. Uh, Vic Vic Mackey is trash.
2: Okay. <laughs> now, when you see a situation where there's a you know a sex crime or a a minor involved, you think you want this shit resolved now, and these cops are trying to get their Vic Mackey on, you know, mm-hmm. and just make it fit the um, the narrative. And this film showed you can't do that. You have to be certain, and going back to Leguizamo who put in some work you know he was in a no win situation he's married to the one woman and his son is out and his, And the woman calls his son a rapist Brenton she's got to go you know she's got to go that ain't gonna fly here you know and the only thing that happened good for remote, Raymond excuse me was the lady he was in contact with while he was locked up and he blew it off, and he went back and got her. And she stood by him. That was, that was, oh, even though he yeah. went back to the street, she still stood by him. You know, and, and like you said, um, Yusuf's family, all in. They were behind him every step of the way, which is how it should have been. But the, the Nisi Nash character... Comparing to Monique, uh, Monique's character—that is—and Precious, there are some parallels, but I don't, I don't want to, you know. Get, I, I,
0: and I'm reaching parallels. I'm not. She wasn't diabolical. Like no, 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 no. Yeah, no. That's, I, 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 I wanted to be clear about that. No, I to be.
2: She wasn't diabolical. No, but when she turned on, you know, the sister slash brother, the trans person, that just was—that was diabolical.
0: Yeah, it, it, oh. yeah. I mean, she was going as, as i guess I said they're not perfect people. Where she was at that time in her life, it seemed like she has obviously has evolved and grew and matured, you know, to who she when she said I gave myself to the Lord. You know, that person was totally different. But that was very interesting to see all of that that was going on with the sister and stuff, and just how that would have weighed on him. You know, Corey. And even as he was trying to mediate between that, even as being a young kid, you know, he was trying to like, can we just, you know, talk about this, mom and his sister? And so I, I was just like, wow! Like, and the fact that he was thinking of this, sitting in jail, all those years, and it was replaying over in his mind. And he kept having the replay of, should he have went outside, and ran with his friends, or should he stayed in there with that young girl at the chicken place? Yep. I was just like, man, I can't. I know how that had to weigh on you, like, uh. Um, real quick, before we wrap this up, I wanted to just talk about the 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 man who admitted to the rapes. And if I had not known that how that played out was actually real, I would have thought that was some dramatized for Hollywood. <laughs> the way he interacted with Corey in prison, like that is crazy to me because he's sitting there. And there is, I assume it was real because I was. They was like, yeah, these direct stories they told Ava and we wrote them just like that. But he's sitting in there and you, again, it was a part of the culture of where we were at that time. You saw that DMX, this was in the era when DMX was hitting and it was playing on the TV in the prison or whatever, in a little room. And Corey's like, yo, man, turn that up. And you see like this, I don't know, Hispanic or Puerto Rican cat. Like, nah, man, not going to do that. Turns it up anyway and they get into a fight. Okay. Then you come to find out that's the dude who is responsible for you being in here. And it was so ironic or crazy when that dude comes up to him later at a different prison. It's like, Oh, you are you Corey? Says that? He's like, yeah, who are you, man? Oh, you don't remember? We kind of got into it. Oh yeah. 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 We good though. I, ain't, I don't one no issues with you. And he just kept looking at him. I'm like, what's wrong with this dude? He's yo, man, you, he said something. I'm paraphrasing. You had a lot of faith. In you for everything you're going through or something like that. And I thought maybe he was he's like, You trying to convert me or something? Like some religious type shit. He was like, nah, man. And just kept it moving. Then you come to find out that's the that's the rapist. He realized he has an innocent man on some shit that he did. And so now he wanna tell the truth. And that's how they got out. I was like, that is crazy. Like, imagine you've been doing years in prison and then you finally come across the person who actually, you fight the person, not knowing who he is. Then you come and find out he the dude. And he realizes who you are. And in the midst of it. It just, that just seems so fantastic. I mean, I'm not super, really, but that, that was God right there, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was God right there.
3: Like, I, I, I wanted to, to talk, I, I don't know if you wanted to go heavy into this, but I wanted to talk about the real life case and aspect of this because when I was listening to, because again, we know this is all dramatized. When I was listening to the the case that the prosecution presented, I just thought like, this fucking jury is trash as fuck. Oh, it has to be all white. And then I saw that they had a black person. I'm like, well, no, I said, no, they had one black person that they put in the film. And I'm like, okay, no way uh, could there have been any more black people. But there were three Hispanics three blacks so there's that black and brown coalition one Asian and the other five were white people and they listened to this case and came back guilty and I just was like fuck all of them all of them especially the three, those three black people I hope your shit has just been fucked up ever since because what, what they presented was there was a sock with semen on it that didn't match any of the DNA. Now, that right there, and I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe these are stupid motherfuckers, so they don't know shit, but one was a data analyst, one was a financial analyst. So these were smart people, and they still came back with guilty. I'm just saying, when I heard that, I'm just like, wait a minute, you got these confessions, and they're not, all of them are saying they didn't rape it. They're talking about all these other four people But now they're trying to say, okay, well, damn, you you got this evidence that there's another person who matches it. But none of them have said there's a sixth person. So that's pissing me off. Like, how do you not say not guilty with that right there? So then I did more research and I found out that four of the jurors actually spoke after this. And they said they didn't even consider the confessional tapes whatsoever. They convicted on the physical evidence. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? How, Sway? How? One of the things that they didn't put into the movie was that, uh, I think it was Corey or one of those, I'm not sure I need to look into it. They said that they found uh, semen on him and grass stains and dirt. And I was like, damn, okay. That, I know that that, 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 uh, that episode of Chappelle's show, we, were like, we finally was like, damn, what, damn. <laughs> you know, that's how I was thinking. <laughs> the semen, and, and I'm about to be gross. The semen, I could dismiss easily. He's, these are 14, 15-year-old boys. I'm sure he was beating it a lot, and he probably has his own residue. So I'm like, that, I, I'm like, nah, I got dismiss that. He probably had a. you go through his room, he probably got a ton of cum everywhere. Mm. But the debris in the grass, I would have been like, uh, okay, what's up with that? But even further, after this person came through, that fucking I'm a, I'm gonna say this, ladies. If you don't like me saying this, I'm sorry you like to hear that fucking bitch Linda Fairstein, Even when they came forward with that, she said, "Well, it was six of them, and uh, either this dude raped her first, and then they came behind him and raped her, or they raped him, and then he came behind them and raped her. And I'm like, "Bitch, really? You just ain't gonna take this l?" This this. Mark, you're in the criminal court system, so please help me make sense of how they are adjudicated. Because I'm just, and I understand it's not fair, but it's just like, how the fuck do they get away with this bullshit? How the fuck do they get away with interrogating minors, not telling, not letting them know that they can say they they don't have to uh, talk to them, that they can request a lawyer? I understand that there are shitty ass people out there that are skating through. But to be but based on what I feel, I know the people who are beating the law are people who actually have the financial means to do so. I'm looking at Brock Turner. I'm looking at OJ. I'm looking at West Beretta. They had the money to get the best attorneys that will fight for them and get to get the vet, the best investigative people, the best forensic scientists to beat their case these motherfuckers didn't have none of that shit. So it's like, you're, you're manipulating them, you're li- bl- outright lying to him, you're doing all this shit, and it's like, how do they get away with this stuff?
2: Well, the first thing about the statements that were... Be- I'm, I'm, I don't want to say coerced, but highly, highly suggested when you were told, you know, that you, we ha- you have to talk to us, a lot of times people... You know, especially adults, too. When a person is arrested and they read you your Miranda rights, the first thing they tell you, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Too many people, I'm not pointing at the kids here. I'm just talking in general. Too many people don't adhere to that. And I tell every criminal client that I've ever had, if you get arrested, do two things. Shut the fuck up. Ask for your lawyer. The moment you ask for your lawyer, any and all questioning must stop. That's it. Anything taken in violation of that constitutional case is going to be kicked out. Now... Going back to the attorneys here, then and again, and the kids—I think these are kids. Maybe the kids didn't know to tell their, their representation. Look, they got this out of me without me being Mirandaized or something to that effect. They should have jumped on that immediately. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm saying it, that's what should have happened. Now, as far as the jury goes, the ju- like, in the, and, we, and we saw this in the O.J. case. The jury is not going to see what you and I see. They're not going to be told what you and I are told. All they have is what they are told in court on the record. That's it. Now, it's easy for us, you know, knowing everything else around it and the nuances around certain pieces of evidence to have that reasonable doubt. The way it's limited when you're on a jury, and I've never been on a jury, but the way it's limited when you're on a jury you know, you have to follow follow the law. And if the law says X and you you're only getting ninety or ten percent of the whole picture, you gotta make that stand on the ten percent. Now there are people who have gone on to juries with the intent of hanging a jury. I've seen it a million times. That's why jury selection is very important. Because you've heard, we've all heard, man, I got picked pick for jury duty. I don't want to go. Shit. You know, so you gotta weed that person out. You know, you have to make sure that you select a jury that is going to listen to the evidence. Not necessarily, you know, follow what you want them to do, but just listen to the evidence and remain unbiased, and that's hard. That is a hard standard. So when you see things like Well we'll go back to LJ. When you see that Jury acquitting him, they didn't see everything we saw. If they saw and heard what we heard, as you know, just Joe Public could have gone a different way. Same thing with these kids here. A lot of the evidence wasn't in. A lot of it was, you know, manufactured and presented in a slipshod way. Jury can't see all the things around it. They just see the actual last result of it, and they went the way they went. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Juries fuck it up too all the time.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I was gonna say too. And just as parents, like you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, the dad, you know, a couple of dads cosign. Just, just tell them what they want to hear, <laughs> and they'll let you go home. Like, I, so when you have the parent sort of cosign and sign off on it, that's that's gonna hurt you, you know. And unfortunately, that that was pissing me off. And you know, even when the dad stepped up after the fact. They're like, hey, man, we got your son on tape. So, whatever you're going to say, then they're going to weigh it against, they're going to show that video at the end of this bitch. And unfortunately, they got him admitting to it. And then they're going, and you just said that you told him to say that. So, you, you, you know what I mean? So, as the parents, we got to hold down our kids too. And let's not, we can't be in there all scary. Or we can't be too busy because we got to go to work or whatever. Yo, man. Go get some help. Go get a lawyer or whatever. But don't just, oh, my son, he ain't going to never do. N-. Go on and tell them what they want, Now so uh, Stop being, yeah, we got to stop that. That's, that oh, stuff is wild.
2: One more thing. I want to echo on what Q said, actually. Uh, and I've seen this with my own two eyes. A lot of people in law, prosecuting and defending, do look at it. This is just a career. This is just a gig. Too many of that people of that mindset don't take their duties seriously enough, in my opinion. You know, I knew one D.A. who was just in it because she could get good good health (laughs) care. I'm like, you you can't you can't be about that, man. You know, you got to be about zealously representing your client. And a lot of them are just, man, 830 to 330. And I'm out. And I've seen it so, so many times
1: that's what I, and like Big Sexy, you know more than any of us, like some of these courtroom shows or movies where I see people talking to like the prosecuting attorney and the defense attorney, well, if you give me this, then my client will do two years. Can you give me that? No, I can't can't give you that because the people want this. Okay, well, all right, well, maybe he'll do three. And I'm like sitting there like, I guess that's how the game goes, but both sides should be sitting down saying, "What's right," not about what can I bargain.
2: Ooh, 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 ooh. <clears throat> the actual phrase "plea bargain" is just that. You know, I have done hundreds of plea bargains, and again, a person when they take a plea does not necessarily mean you know, they are not seeking justice because, you know. At the same time, you don't want to have it on the crap table if, if I roll the dice and go to trial, I can get 30. Or, uh, or I can take the plea, get five, do two of the five, and then get, get that expunged. Okay. I, I mean, a I, lot of it goes to judicial economy and things of that nature.
1: I understand what you're saying. It's rational. I feel like I'm a rational person for the most part. I understand as long as it's not but just hearing people talk like that—we're talking about fucking people's lives. These are people's I lives. Know.
2: And, and again, people, you don't have to they're take the like they're at a Vegas crap table. You don't have to take the plea bargain either. And a lot of time, a lot of times, when you get into the higher level felonies, it's not like that. They're not. They're not bargaining like that. But, but with low level misdemeanors and you know, like DUIs, yeah, it's, get this shit done. But when you get into like, again, <laughs> I had that bank robbery case a few years ago me and the DA went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, I pulled out my client's high school records. I had all this stuff. I'm like, look, justice is not served here by her doing 30. It's just not. That is not an equitable result. And for the most part, you know, a good DA who's read the case and, you know, done his work as well, they can agree. But when you get, like, you know, some Repeat people on in, oh man, this is my fifth time doing so and so. you got to go, you got to go. And as a defense lawyer like that, <clears throat> when you know someone has got the arm length record, it becomes a question of damage control. It's like, look, let me you you going in? That's a given. Let me try to get as little as time as you're going to get but you're going in because you have worked for this. So, I mean, so a lot of these procedural shows, yeah, they do make the plea bargain process look a little, you know, casual. But again, sometimes the defendant's like, you know what? Let me just get in, do this, and get out. It all depends on the nature of the crime.
0: Well, I want to say one thing, and this, they presented them with a deal in this movie, and I have to commend those kids. They wasn't going for it. They, they said no. They said, we're not going to admit to something we didn't do. And again, going back to Corey, man, he was having countless probation hearings. And it seemed like they were ready to let him walk if he would just only take responsibility and admit to the crime. And he was like, I, I can't do it. I can't. I can't tell you I did something I didn't do. So I guess I've be sitting in this prison for years. I commend him on that, man, because he could have probably got out. And he was like, nope, not going to do it and I know was, I, a lot of people would have said you know what fuck this I'm getting raped in here <laughs> get, I'm getting out and I have to commend him for that man. Uh, last word and we want to move on to something else go ahead Q
1: I was going to say uh, it's kind of tertiary uh, involved with what you just said the movie Hurricane with Denzel Washington what you just said it, it always it brings me back to what I think about all the time the, the movie that was a great movie but the movie I really wanted to see was right at the end of that movie, when before he goes on trial, when he's ex- he talks about the kid that he was with who did time and refused to give, refused to uh, take a plea to get out. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you remember that. Mm-mm. I always think of that when you just said that, it's like there's some people that just they cannot. They live by a, a code of, of values, and I, I salute them for that. Same thing. That that's what was my point with the hurricane, that movie. If you watch that again, that one scene where he says, "And I got, I really got to applaud my companion." He could have ratted me out to get to get out of jail, but he didn't. He did the whole twenty years or whatever. All right, All man. Right. This is we are supposed to have the best criminal justice system in the world, and it's fucked up. Yeah.
2: the same thing happened with the barry bonds issue the the federal prosecutors went after one of Bonds' buddies and said you're going to testify he signed testifying against shit they locked him up for a year and a half he never talked
0: ever Hmm. all right well uh with that said uh i'd implore you to watch this uh movie or limited series it is excellent very well done uh one of the best tv series i've seen all year for sure and uh is a Jerrell jerome man highest salute to you uh he's got a hell of a career in front of him because he is a phenomenal actor and i realize now he acted through all time zones of the movie unlike the other characters where some of them were played by kids and then adults He was the kid and the adult And blew it out of the water So tour de force uh, Performance from him Um, Let's move on quickly I think Q's got limited time But I wanted to jump back into uh, Before he goes Give us an update man We had a lot of people who responded back On your gun uh, store uh, situation And so
1: Gun gun store situation
0: Gun store situation What I should say I'm (laughs) just Black Business, I'm sorry. Yeah, Black Business Power Hour with Q Storm. So uh, we are here for the second part of the seminar, sir. What what ended up happening?
1: Well, uh, I sat down with the gun range owner, and I have, you know, the one thing I learned was this. No matter how crazy someone is, and they may actually be crazy, no matter how it. Maybe this is a man thing. It's a woman thing, too. But, I, you know, being a man, I, I, it just speaks to me more as a man. Nothing can substitute in front of someone face-to-face, man-to-man, getting their perspective before you judge them. Mm, say uh, that one more time, actually. Yeah, okay. Nothing can do sitting down. With the person, oh, let me let me let, now I'm gonna add this <laughs> a person you don't really know. <laughs> Sound like You under the witness, they like, wait a minute, I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> how, how they do it when they're when they on trial and someone always like whisper in their ear and then they come back with some told bullshit? <laughs> uh, your honor, Mike, uh, I have to take a. Uh, there's nothing, nothing can, nothing's always sit down with people face to face, face to face, man to man is how it needs to be done. That's why I can't stand this 21st century bullshit. I'll text you. Don't call me. I prefer text. Don't talk to me. Fuck you. I'm old school. Talk to me. I'm going to talk to you. We're going to chop it up. And we can come to a conclusion and we walk away. That's why I respect the mafia. Let's have a sit down. That's the one thing about them guys I respect. So I sat down with the gun range owner. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of... I was a little scared. Not scared, but I was Whoa. like... I was, How's this gonna go down? Am I gonna be have to? Am I gonna have to calm down? And he's gonna say it's the wrong thing, and I might get in trouble or whatever. But we sat down. By the end of the conversation, he made it clear that the guy that hired me, who now I'm starting to think he's a little bit on some bullshit, because the gun range owner made it clear this is why I have a problem. The problem's not with you. Although he did say he did have a problem with me. Okay. Fine. Wait. Okay, what? Wait. You, you, wait. You what? cut out
0: or something? What'd you say?
1: I said the gun range owner said that he did not have a problem with me, although he did mention that he did not like me walking in there wearing stuff that said "liberal" with a gun, because he runs a con- his shop is all about conservative. And I'm like, okay, it's your shop. Fine, I respect that. But he told me that he was pissed because the guy who hired me has not been talking to him directly. turns out the gun range owner did reach out to the guy who hired me and tried to work a deal where their competing business could both eat bread together. And when the gun range owner saw me walk with her, here, talking about, well, this is my new gun, in- gun instructor, the gun range owner felt like, well, wait a minute, what happened to our deal? You never got back to me. Walking in here with this new guy, me, talking about this is your gun instructor. So he's like, all he's like, all you're doing is hiring these gun instructors. They come in, range, you use my range, have them teach your students from my range, and then they go back to your shop and buy your shit. So I mean he had a point. Although I might say, well, I'm bringing these students to you, and they're going to keep coming to your gun range. That's where you get your bread from. Most of the bread made in the gun industry is through gun sales, not through gun ranges. And I know, but it is what it is. So, bottom line is, I had a new, I say hesitantly, I had a new respect for the guy after sitting down and talking with him, and I learned a lesson that day. You know, maybe I could even sit down with President Trump and I uh, no no, no, I'm not going that far uh-uh <laughs> I'm not going that far What, what lesson did you learn? S- sit down before you th- before you form a judgment about someone talk to them
2: mm. Mm. Mm, interesting. Mm. Okay.
1: now
0: um he are you going to yeah. do business with I guess we want all, all want to know is are you going to be doing business with him or not or
1: the only business? well here's the thing. The gun range owner said to me, "He did not want. This is what I was told. And That's another thing. Don't be listening to people around you. Go to the source." Right. I, I don't know what you listen about big sexy. We wait. We waiting anyway,
0: for you. To, we waiting for you to tell us something new, but we know that. But go, yeah. what? what uh, so, what are you guys doing business or not?
1: I'm going to be doing business. I'm going to continue going to his range and training students there because he said he didn't mind me bringing my students. Me bringing my employer students there, so he said, "If I bring students there, uh, fine. He doesn't care." that's what he said. If I'm bringing my students there, he doesn't care. But he doesn't want me bringing. I don't want to m- mention names, but he doesn't want me bringing my employer students there because those he knows that my employer has told me to sell. Like if I'm teaching a student how to load their magazine. Well, they are devices that make it easier to load the magazine so you don't wear your thumbs out. And he knows that the guy's telling me, okay, and tell the student that you, you can buy this device at my shop. Okay. So that he doesn't want me bringing the other guy's students in there. Now, how he can tell the difference, I guess he's going on the honor system. I don't know.
0: Hmm. And he but, doesn't want you wearing LWAG branded
2: stuff yeah, in there. do colors in there, yeah.
1: That was the other weird thing. He also said, if you're teaching your students, I don't care if you wear that. And I'm like, well, what? Did, either you want me to wear it or you're not, or you don't. But I, I, I'm, I'm like, okay, He laid out his, he laid out his rules to me, and a lot of them made sense. And now I'm looking at my employer thinking, oh, he also said, and you've got the employer putting you in the middle of this instead of him talking to me. Instead of talking, he always talks. He's talking to you, talking to my the guys behind my counter. He's not talking to me, and the reason he's not talking to me is because he knows that hiring you and bringing you into my shop is not the deal we we talked about. And he knows he's wrong. That's why he's not talking to me. And I had to sit back and say, "Huh."
0: So, so have you now just went straight to him to do business, or are you still working with this other guy you mentioned?
1: I'm still. I'm still hired by the gun shop owner, but the thing is, is that the gun shop owner, rather than sitting down with the gun range owner, which I think would, being both, would be in both be his best interest, he's saying he's saying, "Oh, I'm gonna have you go to this other range instead," and I'm like, "That's kind of a bitch-ass move. Sit down with the guy, and talk to him, because the other range he wants me to take these students to, it's like a 50-mile round trip." And I told him, "Look, if you want me to go to that range, fine, but you're going to have to pay me for travel." And he sent me a text talking about, well, I don't want to be losing money on the deal." And I was like, well, "I don't either."
0: And just I'm only I'm only asking this cuz now I'm a, I just want to be cuz I sound confused. So there is actually a gun shop person and then there's a gun range person. Is that correct?
1: Right. The gun shop person is the guy who employed who hired me. Okay. Got because he offers he offers uh firearm instruction classes okay
0: and then you go and then you would go shoot at that other
1: guy's gun range then we go to the other guy's range got it okay and the other guy like i said i i gotta i don't know if i'm eating crow but i have to readjust my thinking of judging the guy he was like if if that gun shop owner my employer uh one Deal with me and just wants to bring people to my range and have them go back and buy his. Tell him he can build his own range. I'm like, okay, makes sense. Hmm. So, all righty. Well, there's the update. Uh What I got out of it was talk to communication is key. Okay, yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) <laughs> and that's something I've I, that's something I've always lived by. Okay.
0: But you just now got it, though.
1: No, sorry. it was just proven to me. It was oh. again reinforced. Oh. It, was, it was again reinforced to me. Because now let me be clear. I've seen the gun range guy in action. He he abuses his employees. He's a loud mouth and it abuses. Well, when I, mean, I say it verbally abuses. Oh. I've seen it. Uh, so. I don't know. When I walked into that shop, he looked at me and he was talking to one of his employees. And I I, I said, I'm not going to even stare at that guy because I don't want it to get off on the wrong foot. I walked over to the range area and I said, I need to talk to, t- oh, I'm going say his name. I need to talk to the owner, the gun shop, the gun range owner. And he, he said, okay, wait in the lounge. I waited in the lounge, waited about 10 minutes. He came in, closed the door. I was like, oh, okay. He's about to be on. <laughs> Then he, then he sat down, and he he told, he told spit some truth.
2: He spit some truth?
1: I try to stay in with the vernacular. How I'm hilarious. sorry.
2: <laughs> you, you need to let that go.
1: I'm <laughs> not letting it go. It keeps you young. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> fuck all. Fuck, hey, how about this from Ice Cube? Fuck all y'all. How about that?
3: <laughs> uh, I, so, I like this other quote from Ice Cube. They'll have a new nigga next year.
1: Hilarious.
2: So... Q, Yes sir. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, Here we
1: go. Here we go. What you got? What you got? What you got? Are you done? Well, you you in Baku now. <laughs> are you done? Are you finished or are you done? No, I I'm, I'm not done. Go ahead. So cute.
2: <clears throat> you sat down with the gun range owner? Yes. Face to face. Like a couple of, like a couple of men. Yeah. Talked it out. Yep. Mhm. I do believe. This time last week, we said, and I know I said, "Chew, talk to this cat, man. Break bread with him. Fuck him. Okay."
1: No, 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 no. Wait, now let, see, counselor, counselor, come. You do this for a living. Don't let me have to have the have the stenographer read back the report.
2: Read away.
1: That was when you guys made it about the business cards. Sit down and talk to him. No, no, let me finish. Let me don't want to treat you like a
2: hostile witness. For a person likes to interrupt a lot of people.
1: Go ahead. That was when we were got off on a jag about business cards leaving them behind, and I said, "Do that, fuck him. If I can't leave my business cards behind, I will go get my own students."
2: So, in other words, that's different.
1: Well it clearly is. No. <laughs> the difference between nothing able- was
2: this. We said Q, have a discussion with this dude. Clear the air and find out.
1: And I did not disagree with that. What I disagreed with and said what I said, fuck you not fuck you, fuck him was about uh-huh. whether or not I could leave hearts behind. Mm-hmm.
2: Did the cards come up during the discussion? No, I didn't see any need for them to come up. Mm -hmm. But you actually had the discussion with the man.
1: Yeah. And I was trying to say to him, why don't you and Mr. Gun shop owner, my employer, why don't y'all just... I said to him, this is silly. Why don't y'all just sit down and talk this out? If you feel like he's not listening to you about your idea, and I told him, I think it's a good idea. He wants What he wants is an independent firearms instructor that can work for both of them. Whoever funnels clients to that firearms instructor, he takes them to the range and he reps for that person who brought that client to him. And I was like, that sounds like a good idea to me. You know I'm going to say that because I'm getting clients from both ends and I'm getting paid a salary from both people. So why can't this work? But the gun shop owner, who like I was telling Mike offline, I'm starting to look at him side out now because he refuses to talk to this guy.
2: The he gun refuses range refuses to talk to a guy,
1: and I'm like, hmm, I don't want to say their names. I know they're probably not listening, but I yeah, I'm to- kind of confused. Why don't you want to say their name? Well, I, you don't know who's listening. You you don't want to talk about NDAs? <laughs> Come on now. You got you got NDAs with it? No, I'm just wow. <laughs> uh, I'm not going at you, man. But Drax like a <laughs> I was the track. I'm still trying to understand why you. Listen, won't- it's just hand. you don't know you don't know who might be hearing. That's all. That's you know,
0: good game. I, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> Get your money first. I'm not air nobody out. But, no. but go ahead. So no, so you're you're still going to be uh, you're still working for the, your employer.
1: I, I'll put it like this: I'm working for him as long if but he if he wants me to drive 25 miles one way. To arrange, because he's too bitch to talk to this guy who li- who who was literally five miles away from me, and he. I, I'll be honest. I'm not gonna. I'll put it out there. I got no He's only paying me twelve dollars an hour, but I'm doing it because I love the work, and it gets my name out there. But I'm not gonna go into the hole and put and and twelve dollars. Because most sessions only last an hour. So if I drive 50 miles round trip, I'm basically getting paid to put gas in my car.
0: Or you might be just getting paid to build up your clientele and get your name out there. Not necessarily about making the money up front. I'm just giving a different example.
1: That's true, but I'm not going to lose money on the deal. Sometimes you have to. But but maybe it's not worth it to you. I can respect it. You know what? Well, I, I believe you have to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to spend money, I'm I'm spending it to get something out of for myself. I'm not spending. I'm not going to save you money if you're hiring me. It's not my job to save you. For money. sure,
0: I agree with you. I, I, I was just trying to say, you know, maybe you do have to spend some. I wouldn't call it wasting. I would say, yeah, okay, I got to spend a little money here. But you know, if the long play is, I'm going to get my own clientele based off of this. That'll pay me way more than a little twelve or extra twenty five dollars I might lose on the front end. <clears throat> It might be worth it, but you're saying it's probably not.
1: Well, well, that's the other piece. Another development is that, and I think I told you that my uh we had elections last week, and I spoke to one of the councilmen who, unbeknownst to me, gave my name to the police chief of my township, and he called me and said, "We want you, uh, I want to talk to you. You you got high marks from this councilman. Come on in. We want to talk to you. You're doing the gun thing." maybe if you would volunteer to do some shows when the police go out into the community. And I'm thinking, yeah, that would allow me to possibly recruit or market to people to come and pay me my full fee. So Mm -hmm. so I'll spend money to go wherever this police chief wants me to go because I'm investing in myself.
0: So conspiracy, I'm clowning. I'm just joking.
1: Here we go. (laughs) White daddy are the worst white daddy I said call? I'm clowning. I'm
0: just. They joking. come out of my mouth. But <laughs> so now you ready to go work but for law enforcement for white. free? All these
1: people are white, just so
0: you know. I, I, oh wow, I didn't know that. So you ready to go work for law enforcement for free? <laughs> but, but you uh, okay? I'm
1: you not going Hey, hey look, 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 I, I want to make this.
0: I'm clear. playing with you, man. <laughs> I'm not
2: saying that.
1: I, I want to make this very clear. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah. Wow.
1: Bing, 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 <laughs> <laughs> pega, <laughs> after we
0: just I- talked about they, the way they see us, but go ahead. No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, oh. The way
1: they the way some of them see us. Now. Oh, oh. <laughs> I
0: <laughs> missed that one. I band. I hey. missed that version. <laughs> no wonder you didn't no up wonder up you didn't watch this one right off the front. But go ahead. <laughs>
1: that was up in Harlem, from- Huh? Oh. That was up in Harlem Back in 1989
0: It's different now
1: Okay Now if I see some Tamale shit Rice. Go down to Upper Chichester Township Michael Brown Pennsylvania Then I'm gonna address it But until then Shit Yeah Okay Where you want me to go? Done I'll be there boss.
0: <laughs> but at least you're, going, you're moving forward That's good
1: If Hey What, what was it name? If uh, Wu-Tang Clan Go to the Statue Of Liberty Mm-hmm. And pick up a broom.
0: <laughs> I lost the connection.
1: Uh, completely. <laughs> Wu-Tang can go to the Statue of Liberty and pick up a broom and be like, yeah, sir, boss. Huh? Like y'all was talking. Well, forget it. Okay. I forget. They, they, they worked there. Yeah, they worked there before they became the Wu-Tang clan. I understand. So I'm going to be working it before I become the new because the LWAG is no more. Why is L-Bag talk-
3: no more? Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to ask you about that if you were still going through with the name
1: change.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm going through the name change because I have been thinking about I don't know what the damage. Maybe that's a harsh word. But I don't know what the unseen damage is to people who might take my. Like I put up flyers all around, and you know you have the where you can they can rip off on the bottom of the page the phone number, mm-hmm. and then they go to the website and they might see. Li- liberal with a gun and they might be like oh fuck this dude he's a liberal you know they might be like that and I'll lose, it, and I, lose, it. <laughs> I, lose exactly. I like the twang in the voice there, yes yeah. well that's how we talk when we try to okay we we <laughs> we in we it's we we we
0: I would imagine uh, anybody if they had that type of twang and they they probably wouldn't be tripping to choose a liberal It might say something else but go
2: ahead <laughs>
1: Done? Nope. Anyway, <laughs> no. <laughs> I I don't know, clown to me. But anyway, uh, I I was thinking that could be a what's the word, a damaging to the business. And mm-hmm. plus, you no, know, we just had, in all seriousness, we just had another mass shooting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Loving people, Virginia Beach, about to. Tell some friends, some old friends to fuck off. Um, anyway, huh? some old friends of mine, they are getting at me because I'm a gun owner and I'm about ready to tell them, fuck you. I'm not that type of a gun owner. I'm going to be going out and shooting people in a school or whatever. I, anyway,
0: I, I'm just uh, how does that equate to having anything to do with your name or your business? I'm,
1: you? I'm trying to tell you. I don't like any more the word "gun" being in my name because I think it is a provocative word. It it immediately turns off people who see it, and I've had uh, I have like car magnets that I put in my car. Mm-hmm. I've had like two of them stolen, trashed. So it's like it's, it's not. So not what you,
0: what would you call it if you don't use the word "gun"?
1: Well, I mean. There, there's plenty of names you can come up with that don't use the word gun. Uh, liberal arms. <laughs> well, I don't want the word liberal in it either. Oh, I'm going... Uh, I just explained that. Oh, you mean no, like no, firearm
0: can... or something like that? Is that I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm actually legitimately asking you yeah. what other terms is it for gun?
1: I'm going to go with the strong side defense. Oh, you playing, oh. playing
2: football now. Okay.
1: That sounds like some kung fu or something. Okay. <laughs>
2: that sounds oh, okay. like a football defensive scheme. Okay, so well, we, we,
1: strong, strong side is also a gun term. Strong side huh? and weak, strong side and off side. I never heard that. Okay, okay. Well, maybe or, well, I wouldn't, okay. I mean, I wanna, I'm I learning. I'm ask learning. A question. You, you don't you do say, guns, so I I'm not surprised you've never heard of it.
3: I want to ask a question. You said strong side is a gun term, right?
1: It's not only a gun term, but it is a gun term,
3: yes. <laughs> okay, but my, the, me you know, coming from that marketing social media branding aspect, I look at you know you wanna go with a name that is easily recognizable and uh, uh, galvanize and you know catch the eye of potential customers and I'm just saying you saying strong side is a gun reference okay. you, you don't worry that people are gonna be like well what what does that mean
1: well okay like this First question uh I've seen companies named. Omega Defense, and they're about guns. I've seen company. Uh, what's another? Uh, uh, Safe Actions Education. Mm. They're about guns mm. and defense.
0: Okay.
1: Uh Now there's one guy. He's come His company is called Train to Fight. Now when I hear that, I I do think of martial arts. Yeah. He's about guns. So. It's not just—I mean, I, I know you're Mark, have a marketing background. I'm not going to challenge you. I'm—I will say you know m- far more than I do about. Mar- I suck at marketing. I, that's why I'm changing my name now. Okay, but I think it's not just the title going to hit people. It'll say strong side defense and just like I said, with liberal with a gun, firearms instruction.
3: Okay, so so now so now I'm a clown. I'm
1: go ahead and clown. <laughs> let, me, let me, before you do that, why Why the need to clown? It? Period. Because oh, what it. we do.
0: Stop. <laughs> it.
1: stop, it. stop it. I'm just saying,
3: you know, a very militant black Ache hotel brother but kind of come look at you a little sideways. I was like, cause you, when you started this out, you was like, you, you was kind of a little military. Like, yeah, I'm going to rise up and I'm a, I'm a train the brothers so we can defend ourselves against these crazy ass white folks. Well, hey. I said that on the show. Mark, I know. Okay, 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 so you admit, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mischaracterizing you, right?
1: You're taking a little far, but okay. So that was pretty accurate. <laughs> I wasn't all about. I'm in mean, old hotel. Well, I wasn't all that.
3: Go ahead. No, go. no I said. No, I said the hotels would look at you like that. I'm not calling you one. So right. I would. You know, so you know, on my hotel, Malcolm X, I would kind of look at you sideways, like, wait a minute. I remember right. you going into the barbershops shops, the black-owned barber shops, and lounging man, and kind of being mad that they weren't more inviting to you, right. and you was kind of like, fuck them. <laughs> Uh, I
0: see where he's about to go with this. Let me get my. But popcorn. when,
3: when Whole Foods and this white uh, gun range was was giving you pushback, all of a sudden, all of a sudden you you coming to the table and and low key you changing your name for him. I'm just saying, you know. Mm. Okay. Again, I'm clowning. I'm clowning. I'm totally clowning. I'm not but
1: every good clown,
0: if if there's a little bit of truth in it, is it's kind of biting. But I want to hear his
1: response to this. Okay. So. As I said before, it's not like I've taken the time to sh- impart with you fine gentlemen every minuscule aspect oh, of my business. I've told you things that I think would be good for the show that were true, but I haven't told you everything. I could tell you that I've had some black people tell me they don't like the, the name, and I could also tell you that and I'm not bullshit. You can you can go on Facebook yourself and uh, search on g- black gun owner. You will see at least 15 or 20 pages, and you'll be surprised to see how many of those people are conservative. It breaks my heart to a certain degree, but you will find that a lot of black folks out there into guns are not are just as ah, I want to be careful with this. Just as non. Liberal, as some of these white right folk out here. Not that I'm liberal. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> okay. But I haven't given every aspect of, because we don't have the time. Okay.
0: okay. I, I, I don't mean to cut you off. So what does that but mean? You but, you, but you're going to. Oh, well, of course, I'm okay. supposed to do that. But I'm, I'm asking your question. But what, so what? So what are you saying?
1: I'm saying. I gave it's not only I, only by Whole Foods and this white gun range owner to change my name. It's something that I've been considering for the last, I'll say last month, month and a half. OK, the only reason, honestly, the only thing I really haven't done it soon is because I didn't want to. Uh, I would spent money on, on clothing <laughs> and ads and stuff like this, and I didn't want to have to go and spend money again. But I'm going. I'm willing to do it now.
0: Mm, explaining. Okay. All right. Well, man. I as I always said, uh, as I tell you offline, as you say, uh, I I always salute what you're doing. Yes, yeah, Mike. Wait, what,
1: hold, hold on. That? Now, see, Mike. <laughs> offline. See, Mike. You you ain't shit, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why I'm not? Shit? Is my message any because different? Because I know. Because I I could I could. Reveal all the shit you said to me when I tell you the same shit offline.
0: Oh, what do I always <laughs> tell you about your, your? What did I always tell you? I told you from day one about your name. What did I always say about it?
1: You said you thought that it might not. You, you it might. You, I'm paraphrasing. You, you, it might alienate certain a certain sect of people. Right. It might put some people off. Right. And I didn't disagree with you, but I'm like, I really like the and I get it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I didn't disagree with you. Mm -hmm. but I did talk to some I talked to you I talked to a couple other people and they were encouraging but they said well you might have some problem with that but it might get your name out there controversially and maybe that's all it's about getting your name out there I was like at that time I was like yeah it's all about well now I'm like well I know it takes a while to build a business but this is going a little bit too slow maybe it does have something to do with the name given all the troubles I've had including lately and this guy who's in the gun industry. Now, uh, I'm not going to take up much more time, but by the same token, a gun shot down the street from me, staunch conservatives. Matter of fact, I don't go there anymore because we got into an argument, liberal versus conservative. Oh, Lord. But he was putting my cards up. <laughs> he was putting my cards up to say liberal with a gun. So I'm thinking, oh, well, if he feels that way, he's, if he's okay putting the cards up, maybe it is okay. Well, business is not moving for me. And Mike, all about your business, your business sense. What would most people do if business is not moving fast enough? <laughs> they, they go back into the think tank, into the lab, and they make changes.
2: hmm If the plan's not working, then change the plan.
1: well Who said that?
2: I stole Don't that quote. from
1: uh, Houdini, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I could tell it was a quote. I just couldn't remember who said it i don't know hey i don't see why anybody would hate
0: that i don't think anybody's hating he was just clowning on you 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 kind of took it personal but you explained it uh something going on with your connection q you sometimes every other word kind of goes out for a second but (laughs) all right well there we go we got our update on q it's not called L wag anymore are you still working on the name
1: the new name I'm pretty sure it's gonna be strong
0: side defense. Strong side defense. There we go. So check that out. Some of y'all don't don't go on by his domain yet. Let him get that. Don't do that.
1: Don't do that. Actually, strong side it was taken. Oh. But I, I have a question for all you tech heads that always be fucking when we me calling Q. Sometimes it's deserved. I get it.
0: And and it, and you know what she, what you just said it the way it was like okay. for all you old who keep calling me Q. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know are you downloading something in the background or
1: something? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going on in the background.
0: Yeah, for some reason your connection isn't very well. But go ahead. What what are you going to ask the tech heads out there?
1: If I want to so I have a YouTube channel, right? If I want if I want to maintain the same URL, I just want to change the name. Is that possible to do on YouTube?
0: All right. Leave your comments on the
1: Yes, on the, it oh, is. Oh, there you go.
0: All right. All right. Well, there we go. We got our tech update and we got the Black Power Hour 2. So definitely check it out. Black Power Hour. Okay. <laughs> uh, real quick here. Just an update on uh, Jason Mitchell. Uh, now, the last week, so we talked a little bit last, last week about the situation and now we have uh, the showrunner and the show owner or creator, I should say, came out and spoke on this and uh, this is very interesting. I I had no idea that... Uh, what's her name? Layla White? Lena Waite. Lena Waite. Lena Waithe. Lena Waite. Yeah. Isn't she an <clears throat> actor, too? Yeah. She was in, like, uh, Ready Player was at, One, wasn't she? Is that
3: her? Yes, 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 she was. And uh, she got her biggest notoriety, notoriety in an episode of uh, Aziz Ansari's Master of None. Yes. Yeah. She co-wrote yes. it and got an Emmy for it. I...
0: I I
2: don't yeah, know. What, what the hell you just said?
3: <laughs> the what show? Uh, Master Seasons of None. Master
2: of None. Yeah, never heard of it. All right.
0: Um, well, suffice to say, um, now that I know who she is, I didn't know she created the shy. So salute so to her on that. Uh, that's actually pretty dope. But apparently, and then I and uh, I didn't know this until I started reading this. But I guess she she identifies as a lesbian. Am I speaking correctly
1: in that? Clearly, mm-hmm. clearly she does. Well, I don't. I wouldn't
0: know, but, um,
1: you haven't seen photos of her, have you?
0: Well, I have now, but I just, I, I wouldn't I didn't know she was attracted to women. I just, but here, neither here nor there. I say that to say, I find this whole thing interesting. She was on the breakfast club, uh, to me dancing and sort of splaining her way through this situation uh it looks to me from the outside and just come going by what she said and what the showrunner said is that she was made aware of this stuff that was going on. She was made aware at the end of season 1. Uh knew that there were some issues with uh Jason and the young lady Tiffany Boone who plays uh Jason's girlfriend on the show. And she said she you know said, "Hey, go talk to HR and you know, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to get somebody in here who can run the show. I'm going to get a black woman to run the show so this stuff doesn't happen. Uh, But it seems as if she must have sort of sided with Jason's situation or sided with her money. I don't know, but it would looks to be that she was okay with the person who's saying they were abused, Tiffany saying, you know what? I'm going to quit because I can't handle this no more. And she decides to Say that's cool. We're gonna ride with Jason, <laughs> cause the show must go on. And and that's the what. And that's and that is what it is. It looks as it only becomes an issue when the cast members of the Desperado movie, which was on Netflix, said we're not working with Jason. It was two white women and a white dude saying, "Hey, there's some issues going on over here. He got to go." And it was when that happened that. They had to come back and save face on the shy and they realized, yo, we didn't already let this woman, a black woman go over this and was going to keep him working here on the third season, knowing some shit going down. But now that this other company, they done fired him, it's going to blow back on us. So we got to get him up out of here. But to me, it looks as if you decided to ride with the guy who has the multiple allegations and let the sister go. And you
1: are a black woman. It looks very funny style. So uh, can I ask? S- certainly. So are you all saying that she's cooning for someone? I'm or not you saying just-
0: she's cooning. I'm just saying, uh, as I've said about the R. Kelly case before, if you are a black woman in this industry, they don't care about you. It's only going to be a problem when he hits somebody, it was only a problem when the white woman's And I'm not going against, white, but I'm just saying though, this whole thing was sparked because he was fired off of a different show, and the white woman said it was an issue, not because the sister had been going through this already. They was they 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 told her, "You can quit." <laughs> we ain't, he ain't going
1: nowhere. So and, what's the what's the dancing part? That's what I'm. Well, the
0: dancing because she's trying to act like she didn't she's cool you know when, when asked about tiffany she said well tiffany can go is going to go on with her career and you know it, it's, it's it's all cool and she's trying to play that i'm about black people issues and this and that but ultimately it looks as if you're not because if that if if the story hadn't came out that he got fired from desperado's and it forced your hand over here you would be like man f that black woman we keeping we keeping their abuser. I don't I, I don't care about. It. And then you look at her tweets, and you can see, it either a year ago or months ago, she seems to address these coded worded tweets to him about this. But obviously, not enough that she would let him go. She would rather it, it'd be just like if you were if you were a, if you were a company if you was your company and, and somebody came to you and said, "Hey, I'm being abused here by one of the other co-workers and you told her she needed to quit.
1: I know, but. Here's the thing, I'm—I don't—I don't agree with what she did or what she's alleged to have done, <clears throat> but one could look at the perspective of she was standing up for a black man. Okay, right? that would be admirable
3: if the black man wasn't harassing black women on the set.
1: Okay, now I, I'm just playing devil's advocate, and maybe I'm doing a little dancing too. I'm just trying to, get but. Is he? Has he been proven guilty?
0: Is he, he hasn't no. went, to, went to, to, to court, so why would he be proven guilty? Right, so... We're not talking about a court of law, so there's no proof of innocence or anything in
1: here, right? So I, I guess I'm saying, why isn't the argument that she's standing by him until proven guilty?
0: Okay, but the thing
3: is, is that... This happened over two seasons. It was multiple accusers, and then he went to another set and did th- and behaved this
0: way. And she's admitted that he has issues. I,
1: but what? Okay. So she admits it, it,
0: going to your <laughs> point. She admits he was guilty.
1: Again, I'm not defending her by any way, shape, or form. But what are, what is all this on, coach? Right. mean, then. Right. So are, are you oh, on code? Wait wait wait, oh, wait, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you the question. Let wait. me
0: ask you the question, Q. You asked a great question. So would you argue that same point for R. Kelly? Well,
1: he go to trial, though. No, but neither a, did this. This, 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 this didn't a, go. But to, but was, right. Well, we're not talking. We're,
0: we're not talking about. Oh, right. And he has multiple cases uh, on him. Where he's fired from situations, and even the woman you're talking about, why she's not on she admits he's been doing it. So I'm, I'm asking you a, again, just to use your own sort of, would she have? If you're saying she's being on cold, I'm saying so. Would people be on cold to say R. Kelly is innocent? Then he shouldn't. You shouldn't. Hold no,
1: because they, um, no, because they have a videotape of R. Kelly. They don't have any. But video but he table was
0: table. innocent, wasn't he?
1: I wasn't finished. I know. But don't but I'm still a asking a question. Table. They don't have a videotape of Jason Mitchell doing what he's been accused of.
0: Okay, but to go back to your original point, you asked him, was he proven guilty? I'm telling you, R. Kelly was proven innocent. So again, wouldn't you be on code to say, well, he's actually proven innocent in the court of law he was and proven, in the he public was, view.
1: He was proven innocent, All, but we all know that we saw in Big Sexy, the attorney was, I assume he is still, there is a videotape. So
0: that doesn't matter. So then your whole guilty, innocent thing, we should take that out of the argument.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
3: Here's a question
0: I got to ask from Q. Where's the tape of Michael Jackson?
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's different. Well, that's a good point. And I have an answer for you. If I can see the people (laughs) who claim that, and again, I don't, I'm not sticking up for Jason Mitchell. I'm just. I just. We're gonna, just playing devil's there, advocate as well, so go ahead. There should be consistency. If I can see, I'm, what's the young lady? Ta- Ta- Boone, what's her name? Tiffany. Tiffany Boone and the people from Desperado. If I can see what we were talking about earlier, sit down face to face. If I can see tape of them talking about what they went through, then you have a point. Just like in the Leaving Neverland documentary, I saw those guys sit down and relay their story. They were convincing to me. So if I could see these people on tape, they might be convincing to me as well prior to a trial.
3: Now, to be, fair, trial. now to be fair, because I'm going to bring it all the way back to the beginning of the show. To be fair, a jury said they threw out taped confessionals because they feel some that that can be manufactured to manipulated to lie they, which t- who, who, jury the was jury wrong? of the Central Park Five all the,
1: all the way back okay which I, you lost me what's your point
3: because no, you were saying you need to see videotape and they can convince you and I'm saying well the jury said there was a videotape and it was unconvincing and they were and they believed that they were lying
1: Okay, so I take it you mean videotape doesn't always convey the truth of what people are thinking or yes. saying. Yes, that's true. It doesn't change how I feel. I'm gonna make my own judgment. But I'm just saying, I, you could look at this case one of two ways. I, I tend to side with what's the young lady's name again? Boom. Tiffany Boone. Tiffany Boone. I tend to side with her because I think no woman. Wants, is going to bring this heat on herself without some sort of merit. I'm just saying.
0: And there was two could, women off of that show. You could her.
1: easily say, I, I'm not going to be going after Lena Wait because maybe her attitude when she was sticking up for a brother who hasn't been proven guilty and there's no evidence that was convincing to her. That's-
0: well, well, again, as as in her own words, there was evidence. She admits to it, right?
1: What does she admit to I don't, I don't to know it?
0: why you keep forgetting that she says he had an issue with it where she even confronts him about it about what what did he do the the misconduct on the set the whole reason why she told him that it's got to be an hr situation her her dance is to say it ain't in my hands it's in hr Uh, i knew that there was a problem so i hired a black woman to oversee it and then told them hr told me they're handling it but again my point is to say. She admits that there was obviously something going on because she took action against it, but she decided to let the person that's saying they're abused quit, right? And so we're going to ride with Jason, okay. But she changes her mind, obviously, when the white women said, we don't want to work with them over here in a whole different production, and now they have to say face and fire. And I'm just saying, my point was to say, if you're a black woman in this business, they're probably not going to do anything when it happens to you. And I use this as an example in our Kelly situation example. They'll tell you everything. But once it's only just dealing with you, they're probably not going to do anything. And unfortunately, the two cases that I'm using have to deal with black men. I hate to say that, but that's just the facts. But once that black man decided to go say something to that white woman and that white man for whatever, whatever abuse they're saying he did, whether they guilty or not, they just cut him off the rip. And then again, when your own manager, your agent, and the show cut you, obviously they're going, they, hey, we, ain't, we have to save face here. And when her own uh, showrunner, the other black woman, I don't have her name, came out and put that Lena girl on blast. And that's why that Lena girl is coming out speaking now.
1: See, I, now, if I really wanted to be on some shit, I would say the people over at CBS and that show Bull, they stand on code. And Lena Waithe was just trying to stay on code. Well,
2: fuck CBS, fuck Bull and fuck Michael Weatherly.
0: Well, I hear what you're saying. But the thing is, cute, she can't be on code because <laughs> she, out of her own mouth, she says she ain't got no control. Right. So, and on <laughs> top of that,
3: she was on cold until she was.
1: According to you, are you a game? What you say? Y'all know the game because she when she get if she gets in a jam, she's gonna say, "Well, I didn't really have control." Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, well, she did. so what she so to to prove to back to your point, she was on cold until the Netflix thing happened. Then she was like, "Okay, eff it," because she was she like like Mike was saying. Tiffany said, I'm going to leave the show. And, she, and they were pretty much, sorry to hear that. Season three, Jason's going to be here still. So she was on code.
1: Just like, uh, uh what you, what's that, Empire? They was on code with Just, Justy Small. Bring him back. We doing a season? What was the season? They, didn't they say they're doing uh, another season uh, with him?
3: Season five. No, he's so not. He's, right now, he no. Right no, now he got running
0: off the show, didn't he?
3: He didn't get did? rid. No, he didn't get ridden off the show. But he wasn't in the season finale, and they haven't said if he's returning yet. And it's looking like he's not.
1: Well, that's because he did some more stupid shit. Some more stupid shit. And came they canceled
3: on. that show anyway, right? But, but my bigger problem is, as I'm thinking about this, is and even the Michael Weather. Michael Weatherly Weatherly is not Tom Cruise. He's not Keanu Reeves. He's not. um uh, he Chris F, Robert Downey Jr. Jason Mitchell is not Denzel. He's not Will Smith. And what gets to me? This is letting me know. I'm. Some people are gonna be triggered when I say this. This is letting me know that Me Too and Times Up ain't shit. Because if these mofos are doing, are still doing this sexual harassment, sexual misconduct on the set in the Me Too Times Up era, and the studios and the production are pretty much standing by them, which they were. That lets me know they, ha- they have had, in my opinion, no real impact. And if they're getting away with it, can you imagine what A-list, money drawing, box office drawing people are, are getting away with?
1: Are you, is- wait. are you saying fuck the Me Too movement simply because Michael Weatherly is still working?
3: No, I'm not saying fuck that. I said it's just showing that they have no fucking power.
2: Just or because not- it's one guy? It's two. It's one guy with no fucking stroke. But like 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 Ann said, this guy ain't Tom Cruise. He's not Keanu. He he's not anybody heavy. He's on a middling, nothing happening CBS show, and they stood with him over who is arguably a bigger name in, in the industry. It's bullshit, man. Yeah.
3: And, and and the thing the thing where I'm getting to is the fact that these guys do don't have the clout of these A list film and T V celebrities and they're being protected. But so this is not being protected. He's been. He just he, got. Dropped. He was protected. He was protected. They that's what about I'm saying. He ago, was man. protected. They've known about this since 2017.
1: But he, how long, he's have, they,
3: two,
1: he's how got long two have they? Known about Harvey, how long have they known about
3: Harvey Weinstein? How, no. How long have we known about it? <clears throat> the industry knew about it and they protected him. We found guess, out. It was, Harvey, 2017.
2: Harvey can write the checks, man. I mean. Where and Mitchell ain't, are, don't have the type of power. Some, Some just. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not. Indi- indi- I'm
3: not indicting. I'm not Times Up and Me Too movement. I'm not indicting. Yeah, I am indicting Jason Mitchell and Michael Weatherby. what I my indictment of is the Hollywood industry that that's been paying lip service to Times Up, Me Too, but yet since then this shit has occurred and they were willing to keep it going. Uh, Showtime and Fox Twenty One. who we're willing to keep it going for season three with Jason Mitchell. CBS is like, yeah, we're going to do another season with Michael Weatherly. They paid Eliza Dushku nine million. And this is letting me know that it's
0: bullshit. It's bullshit. A Big Sexy, so you say you got to step out? Oh, shit, did he already leave? I think he
1: said he stepped out.
0: Oh, okay, Sorry.
1: And I, I, I'm on borrowed time, too.
0: Okay, well, we can going to wrap this thing up then here.
1: See, when Negroes get to talking, boy, I swear.
3: And the other thing that I I find contradictory And BS from Lena Waithe Is I'm trying to understand How is she able She kept saying I got this queer black showrunner I did this I got this She kept saying multiple times Throughout her interview with The Breakfast Club How she got the showrunner but then when she's asked, well, why didn't you let Jason Mitchell go? Oh, I ain't got no power to do that. I I can't fire people. I don't know. I, I can't. I ain't got that power. You you have no idea how little
0: power I got. And I'm just looking like, huh? Well,
3: Somebody
0: dancing. help me out on that. She's dancing. I mean, that's how I look at it. It's, I get why she's saying she's trying to save well, face. The reason why she went on the show. But, you I mean, know, she's not, trying to protect herself. That's all it is.
1: That's not that hard to. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to hold her to that. I'm. Like, when I I was employed by uh, production companies, I would suggest to people that I know who could be clients, I would say, why don't you come over here to this production company? And they would sign on as a client. But I would have no power over their budgets or anything like that or when they would shoot or if I would even be on the crew. But,
3: Q, would you say you hired them? I know how. That's just talk. Come on, man. Wow. Okay, so you're calling me Drax, huh? So, when she says she hired <laughs> well, the showrunner, wait, so you're saying when she says she hired the showrunner, she decided to fix the problem by bringing in a queer black
1: showrunner? She, she's not saying she really did. I'm going to tell you this. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Now, I'm not in that end of the business. I'm I'm penny annie compared to where she is. But I know for a fact that people will say, um, you know, like, I, I'll, people will, maybe they'll get called. And i will say, um, we need you to edit in this one scene into my film. And the editor will be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Two months later, you'll see on that editor's reel or whatever, I did this film. That happens all the time. Okay. Or I'm, I'm, a, I'm a film. That, that's, that is clearly... That happens all the time. And that's probably... That could be... I'm not saying it was what she meant. Maybe it was, she wasn't some bullshit, but it she could have meant when she said, I hired... That just means she said, look at this guy's resume or this woman's resume. And that translates to her, I hired him. That happens all the time. Okay,
3: what I would like you to do is I would... Because you you big on looking at the video and seeing how they say stuff to believe them. I would like you to watch the Breakfast Club interview and then please come back and tell me if... You really think that she's just um, putting extras on it as opposed to say as opposed to her saying that I did this. I hired this person.
0: That seems rational. At least you know what you're talking about.
3: No, because I'm I'm just because I get what you're saying. But if you watch the video. Well, okay, actually, she's not on video. She's on the phone. But if you listen to what she's saying. I think you will come to the same conclusion I am, that she is saying that she was empowered to make that hire, that she specifically went and got that person to
1: hire to run the show. So, you know how sometimes when we, not the French we, but we get to talking, we get hype and this shit sound real as hell when we talking. For sure. But okay. Well, yeah,
0: again you know we have to keep it in the context right because we do be niggas playing and talking getting hype but when you're under the shit storm <laughs> and you're trying to explain a volatile situation and you're trying to protect your money you're probably not going to be hype and everything you say is very calculated because that's the whole reason she went on that show i would think that she's not speaking in hyperbolic terms she's calculatedly saying these terms because it was probably pr whoever her team is you need to say it like this you're trying to save your career you don't you're not in a position to be up there talking crazy so that's why i think when you have the context of why is she saying these things whether or not she literally hired that person she wants you to think that she did right
2: and again that's why i said she's
0: dancing (laughs) because on one hand she wants to insinuate that she has some power, but not to the point where she is the problem. (laughs) She wants to excuse herself from the issue, but she wants to give you an example of, I did try to do something, but it's not my fault. So again, whether she's speaking in hyperbolic terms or not, I would think in the context of where she's speaking, she wouldn't, because again, you're only coming up there to play the game. I just think she's playing the game, she's dancing. Uh, But again, it sounds crazy because You can't say you had some control and then say you didn't. But they want you to think, they want you to be stupid and she wants you to have sympathy for her. So this is why she's saying these things. I just feel like, again, uh, black women, though, and they've shown you time and time again, you're the lowest thing on the totem pole for them. They're not going to take action because you said so. And unfortunately, you have to be aware of that. And, And it's a shame that it was one of our own people that sort of fell into that right because now when this she was exposed right the story came out and now they show that oh actually you guys fired that you fired her way before you let him go it only you only let him go because of this other situation had happened and that's a white publication telling you that you know variety because the whole impetus of this thing started with the netflix thing not with the issues he had on set with tiffany they hadn't already let her go And they were going to keep, they were ready to film season three as if nothing happened. And they would have stayed that way if he hadn't got fired from this Netflix thing and it forced their hand to save face on. You know, that's why it looks crazy. And and for Jason's part, you know, they'll sacrifice him. When it becomes a, a liability, they will sacrifice him then. They'll be like, damn the money. We're not. That's why I said, when your manager and your agent decide to bow because they're going to get paid off everything you do. they usually ride with you and just get you some other gig. But you notice they said, no, nope, we were okay if it was just the sister game, but you ain't going to go on no way when i We can't stand by that. We work in this industry. <laughs> you crazy? Get out of here. Just go to show don't. So when you, as I said last episode, when you are african Americans, you can't play them games. You dealing with the is he innocent. They'll just cut they'll take the loss. They're not they're not playing with you. They'll do what's the dude you, you bring up Q, the Michael something?
1: Michael Weatherly.
0: They'll, they'll that Michael Weatherly get away. But I guarantee they're probably not gonna let you get away with it. Unless you might be Denzel or some super big dude, possibly. But even Bill Cosby didn't get away with it. So I don't know why you think you would. And and other and, and your abusers will just be casualties of the game like Tiffany she was a casualty they was willing to take that business as usual go damn her
1: so you, so what you're saying is they're not going to let us get away with it because we're black right
0: well only if it doesn't become a liability to them Okay. just like what R. Kelly he wasn't a liability to them so damn those other girls getting abused we're going to make this money now when it gets exposed and it's it's, it's getting to the we, me too era where you can't be seen to be in business with r kelly after this exposure so sony cut him off I mean, then they, you know they have to oh we don't want them to do it but they had no problem for the last 15 years they had no problem with it but again they're not changing because they care about black women they're changing because the atmosphere has changed and they're not going to be taking no liability costs with you he ain't worth it at this point they did made all their money they can make off of him
1: Okay, I'm just I'm just making a note. They won't let us get away with it because we're black. Okay.
0: Oh, oh, okay. If <laughs> <laughs> you take the simple term, I can those, accept that.
1: Those words will come back to haunt you.
0: Hey, I'm here to be haunted, baby. <clears throat>
1: All right.
0: You know, it ain't about a haunting or coming back to get somebody. That's what I said, you know. If things change, so be it. I can accept that. All right. I know you got to go. So we're going to wrap it up and get up out of here. Mr. Q-Storm, where can people find you online?
1: Well, you can find me on real, R-E-E-L, com. I just put up a review. I can't even remember the movie. Oh, Brightburn. I just did a review of Brightburn. Check that out. Uh, if you want to go check out LWAG before that becomes non-existent, you can go to ElwagArms.com. <laughs> uh, actually, no. Go to Arms on YouTube, and according to my, uh, my brothers here, they're saying I can change all that. It will be changed to Strong Side Defense within the next month. And you can also check me out, me and Big Sexy, on Red Shirts, a Star Trek podcast. Just Google that. You'll see me on Instagram, Facebook iTunes, whatever. Check us out.
0: All right. Oh, Aunt Poop?
3: Uh So what you're saying is, you, the incoming lwag Wag fire sale is coming up on merchandise, <laughs> or are you gonna send it to Africa? I
1: All got right. some shirts.
0: <laughs> Hilarious.
1: I got some shirts.
0: I can see some little African boys running around with L Wag shirts. Where'd
1: you get that? You know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that always, that always, I. It makes me laugh every time when you go to these poor countries, right? And they be having t-shirts, be saying Nike and polo on them. I'm like, damn, you know that over on some cargo boat? <laughs> and they threw that shit out and people just grabbing at it. Just, Oh, man, no, that's not going to happen. You're not going to see no L-wag on any, anybody outside of, uh, it's, it's going to get burnt. I'm burning it. My wow, why wow. you, well, you can't help the young Africans out? Here's how close. I'm how trying they, to get these people When shot. they see us. When they see Shit, us. you put on <laughs> someone says firearms in an African country. <laughs>
3: yeah. I can someone see that. You can find me on uh, Twitter Instagram at, at Pooh. And next week you'll find me, anyone in Los Angeles area, or coming to travel at the Hollywood Palladium for EA Play. First, uh, gameplay of Jedi Fallen Order. All right, all
1: right. I still haven't mastered Star Wars Battlefront. I cannot play that shit, man. It in 10 seconds when I turn the game on. Yeah, that happens.
3: You get to that age, the, reflexes is just not the same. Why are you them,
1: No I, No, I'm just, <laughs> I, them 12-year-olds be messing me up. I'm like, what the? It? I just walked two spaces. <laughs> and my son be like, you right there, Dad. You're right there. Where, kid? Man. <laughs> suck. Give me, uh, give me. What's that? <clears throat> I, what's the game we played back in the day? With space invaders. That's me. Galaga. Galaga. see
3: what you're saying is is that that real world pistol training doesn't help
0: you in the virtual world. Oh uh,
1: no. Clearly, it doesn't. Mm.
0: All right. Well, uh, definitely uh, check us out, podcastjuice.net. Actually, you can check me out next week. If you're going to be in uh, Minneapolis, uh, I'd invite you to come to the uh, Minnesota History Center on uh, Thursday uh, between 10 and noon. I will be hosting Prince from Minneapolis to the world, and uh, we're going to have a lot of great people there, Prince's family. Uh, there's has been be a presentation and a panel, Q&A, and then we've also got some people... Uh, skyping in or or video in from the uk we'll have some scholars uh from bbc radio as well so it should be a good event uh it's all a part of the first avenue uh exhibit they have there at the museum and of course it's prince's uh birthday this week so definitely if you're in town holla at me there i will be there in town also uh as we said at the beginning of the show check out our discord chat uh there's the show notes you'll find the link so if you like the you know the discord or the the conversation here on the podcast believe you me we'll get into it every day of the week on that chat and it's just a good way to you know click in with us and, and catch up so definitely we invite you to that also if go, i, I guess i'm sorry go ahead
1: say something. Uh, if you want to join in just make sure you got your receipts because there's some motherfuckers on the chat you can't say nothing without backing it up oh yeah so,
0: yeah if you if you're trying I'm to claim facts talk shit. if you cl- yeah you're talking shit prepared to get dealt with uh and oh, leave yes. and leave your feelings at the door because they're, they're having a good in their feelings in that one trust you trust me uh but anyway if you go to our website podcastjuice.net, check out the gear uh we have our it like a job t-shirts our podcast on prince t-shirts and some other stuff uh, please go ahead and grab yours. And when you do, send me your picture. We'll put you on our social media feeds and shout you out. Yo, as I always say, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.